What's up, libationaires, libationistas, libation nation nerds? Look, we all want optionality. Sometimes we don't feel like regular old libations that minute, that day, that week, that month, or maybe we're simply living an alcohol-free lifestyle. With Plif's flavor-forward lineup of classic cocktail-inspired THC drinks and bevies, there's something for everyone. Classic vices made nice and perfectly dosed with THC for any social occasion. Plift is BIPOC-founded and committed to equity in our industry and our community as a whole. Follow us on socials at DrinkPlift or head to Plift.com and check out our store locator for our ever-expanding list of partners. And now, without further ado, here's Charles and some nerd named BQ. The one that I like all through high school was a uh, Volkswagen Rabbit. Oh my god! It was a yellow hatchback with a crank sunroof. Yep. I, oh, and it yeah. was a stick. And I taught yeah. so many people how to drive stick shift on that car nice. in the parking lot of Lunds and Wyzetta. Like literally to the point where it was like people were like, I mean, they remember. They're like, oh, remember when you taught me how to drive yeah. stick on that car? I'm like, oh no, I do. Yeah, no, it was. You famous. know, you know how I learned to drive a stick. I bought a brand new 2000 Mitsubishi Eclipse GT at 18 years old. I wanted a I wanted a manual. Did yeah. it come with cool water cologne in it? <laughs> and like a half a pack. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, of, I'm trying to think of the cologne I actually wore because it's probably equally funny, but I can't yeah. think yeah. of it. <laughs> Aguadigio? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. But so when I was leaving the lot, the yeah. guy who sold me the car, his name is Shaq. He was like. All right, Come well, on. good luck. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You, you goddamn right, good luck. Yeah. I'm just now, I don't know how to do this. I don't this. know how to do this. And he was like, you bought a brand new 2000 GT <laughs> and you don't know. I was like, I wanted a manual and I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And he's like, let's go on the service road. Yes. And so I went on the service road with him for about 15 minutes. And then he was like, Godspeed. And I got home. You got home. I blew the clutch out in a year sure because I yeah. learned you, in a brand new car, yeah. which is not smart. But yeah. I was just like, fuck it. I'm doing it. Because yeah. that's like my philosophy about a lot of things. It's probably not smart. No. I, just, I thought it'd be easier than it than yeah. it was, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know about the clutch action. If you, you don't, don't do if you don't no. do a manual, you don't know that you got to clutch in and yeah. drop the shift. And, yeah, yeah, it's it's. We used to pop start mine too ooh, to like yeah. get it going, you know, yeah. like, and then you're going. Yeah, God, yeah. I love the pop start. I uh, my 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 Stephanie March was uh, a woman named Justine. I went to college with, and she uh, she had a, a stick shift. And we were going to go on a road trip together, and she's like, I'm not driving the whole time, so we're going to You need to out. learn. So we took it to the parking lot of Crossroads, Crossroads Mall off of Division in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Oh, my God. And we drove around the parking lot until I felt like I had it, mm. and then we got out, and we were good, and then we turned <laughs> on to 15, and there's a pretty steep hill, and at rush hour... You know, it's stop oh and go. Oh my god! And I literally was yelling. I I rolled the window down, yeah. and I was yelling out the window, "Back up! I'm new at this." Yeah. And the guy behind me is like, "What?" what? As he's inching up, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. "I'm no. gonna! Hit, I'm so sorry! I'm gonna hit you!" And I remember it was, you know, in my head, this is like 20 minutes. It's probably literally like one turn of a light. Yeah. But we get up there, and, and <laughs> yeah. just seems like, just seems like. <laughs> 
Oof, that was fun. She looks over. She goes, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And I was just sweating. sweating. Just every pore of my that head. That was great. I pitted out my shirt with this woman that I definitely had romantic designs on. It was yes. like, "Don't look at me, I'm a monster." I am a monster. <laughs> I feel great. I'm really cool. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what do you think about pit stains on a yeah, t-shirt? Yeah, so uh, like we, it's super cool yeah. to be this anxious, right? It's pretty like this. It's like a. Pit, pit tie-dye. Yeah. She's, tie she's a producer for our local network here now. And it's it's so funny because we were like really close in college and then didn't talk a whole lot. And then we run into each other at events. And my brain is always trying to, like when I see somebody that I haven't seen in a while, it's like think of something relevant so we can talk about. You know, blah. And the last time I saw her, that was all my brain could do. was like, remember in the parking lot? Remember, remember and then that time? we went up the hill and I was yes. super sweaty. And I'm like, I sound like <laughs> like Chris Farley in those old <laughs> sketches. Like, hey, yeah, Paul that was McCartney, cool. Do you remember when you wrote yesterday? That was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. Like, that's how I, I was like, I can't. I was like, hey, it's nice to see you again. Yeah. Kids good? Kids good. Uh, see ya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're stuck in that. Mo it's like, uh, you know, you see memes where it's like a guy laying in bed with his eyes wide open in the dark and it says, thinking about the time I farted in front of my class in third grade. Absolutely. 100%. Like that thing where you're still having that argument with that guy who brushed by you like two weeks ago. Yeah. I've almost won it. Yep. I've almost mm. won it. Yeah. Ooh, this would have been good though. This would have been a good one. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I could just redo it. Oh my god! Give me a time machine and oh, back god. there. Youth man. Stick shifts. <laughs> Stick shifts and oh. safety belts. The kids don't even know. They don't even know. Mm -mm. As I love though, for for everyone listening, you're missing out on some really great uh, charades and pantomiming because we all used our hand to crank down the window. A motion that I would say most people, what under the age of thirty. Telling so many. Don't to remember. To him. Yeah. Except in my car, which still yeah. has. I'm analog, yeah. not digital. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, aside from you amazing 23 year olds that are riding around with Steph Marsh, <laughs> just getting wild, going, going to Orange Julius or whatever right. the cool kids do. Right. Uh, yeah. That and the then making the banana out of your thumb and pinky for hanging up. And Can I say one thing about the, also about the, uh, the crank yeah. window thing? So when I, when my son's kid, like friends were all in my car, like they all had like parents who had the sweet rides, whatever, right? But I mean, and the Jeep is a sweet ride. I'm not yeah. saying it's yeah. not, but they were all super psyched. And you know why? Because I did not control their windows. Oh, for window freedom. Uh, and they were like, wait a minute, wow. are you telling me I can? choose the height of my window <laughs> i was like yes you are allowed and that was like a whole thing i didn't even think of their I'm parents not, never yeah. let them have window freedom and wow. i was like i don't have a choice i can't control your window your destiny is yours i feel like before we go any farther we have to let the the purveyor of window freedom the stick shift professor introduce yourself to everybody <laughs> before we go further because i'm well, have just, we been recording yeah, of course <laughs> uh so Welcome back to the show. Uh, uh, an amazing human being in both of our lives. Uh, an amazing hug giver. The window oh, freedom nice. giver. Yes. Uh, freedom. The, the, the person who taught, what, a third of your high school how to drive stick shift. Too true. What else? Who are you and what else do you do? Who else am I? <laughs> so many things. Well, I'm Stephanie March. Woo. I am... Uh, I am um, well, I guess I'm the I'm a person of note at Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. I write about food. I talk about food. I look for new media situations. I try to evolve us from a print vehicle into bigger things. But mostly, I just eat and drink with friends. That sounds awesome. It's pretty good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the the greatest gap that we have bridged oh. from from first episode 
to come back from first appearance from to first appearance, appearance to that may appearance. well be true yeah that may huh. well be true uh but yeah that um looking back on it i i still feel like that was kind of one of the episodes where this show hit its stride uh, if you scroll like 20 times with your finger back to the, I think the early teens. Might have been like episode 13 yeah. or 15 yeah. in that range. Um, yeah. But your your effect on the show has been uh, amazing and far reaching. Oh, We had one guest that refused to end the show because he wanted to go longer than you did. I remember that. I remember <laughs> hearing that there was a challenge. Yes. The challenge was the thrown. Challenge. That's happened a few times now because there's always someone who wants to uh, bear the crown. Yeah, right. everybody, everybody wants it. But since then, we've also we've we've upgraded from uh, little tabletop adorable microphone stands and some Sure 58s, mm-hmm. which uh, are the juggernaut of the indie band community. Nothing against the Sure microphones. The little mics that could. The yeah. little mics that could. Mm-hmm. They're pretty wonderful. Uh, and recording across. Eight foot buffet tables. I mean, in the the Polish National Assembly Hall, mm-hmm. to now the classy confines of Club Caraway down here in the basement. In the basement, yep. with the uh, with the the roadies and the M sevens. Steph was the first pers- first person not in my immediate family that I had hugged in over a year. I think that's true. That we were we were kind of fresh with each other. <laughs> yep. We were sitting apart, yeah. yep. but yeah. not you know. But there was. But then we drank all that yeah, high proof whiskey just, that you brought. Yeah, and then then you just hug after whiskey comes yeah. the hugs. You gotta I think, do it. I, I think, Share the warmth. Right? I do believe I can say without a doubt that that is the hug that we have talked about the most, yeah. both oh, yeah. on this show and sure, in person. Sure. It was just like, hey, maybe we're going to be all right. Yeah, I think so. You know, like yeah. there's still mm-hmm. uh, we figured out a way to still show some love. Yeah, and I think that's a good place to be. Yeah, like at one it. point we remarked on, um, I think it was just you and I on an episode, and we talked about like what is our favorite episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was. Mine and I forgot what yours was, but yeah, because like, that was one of the reasons why is yep. like we were connecting with people yeah. and um, having, you know, like this great intimate experience with someone and we had a great time and drank some high proof whiskey. And then like, yeah, I hadn't hugged anybody yeah. in yeah. a long time. We so lit up the darkness. Memorable. I think I was going to say, cause you went first. I think I was going to say stuff, but then you sniped me like you always do. <laughs> so I went with Yia, which is also which Yia is Vang's episode is still great. an episode that I think about a lot. Mm. But yeah, it's rad having you back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad. This is so much fun. Glad I got the ask. Because I like to talk. Yeah, we, we we tried for this a few weeks ago, and there's been a lot of things going on with, with like everybody does in the world. Yeah. And so we just thought, hey, let's let's wait until we have time for everybody to actually just be here and be able yeah, to hang out. So for sure. I'm happy this is happening. We've mentioned it from time to time, and you know now it's now we're doing it. Now we're doing it. Yay. Now we're doing it. So you made the call that you wanted something scotchy. Something scotchy. And so the first bottle that we popped open was my uh, Balvenie 14 year Caribbean cask. Yeah. Um, I've talked about it a number of times. They are not paying me yet, Balvenie. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. <clears throat> but Balvenie has been in sort of a part of my entire adult life. Uh, I forced myself to like scotch over a poker game in Tallinn, Estonia, and it was uh, Glenfiddich, which was wonderful because it yep. was affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I graduated from that. Uh, there was a little Glenlivet action, but then it went to Macallan. And then from Macallan, uh, I Macallan found Balvenie Doublewood. Yeah. And it's peaty enough that it's got a solid backbone. It's got that smoke there. But then there's there's an inherent sweetness to everything that Balvenie does. And the Caribbean cask, having two more years to smooth out but then also getting all of that those sweet, beautiful notes from the barrel. Yeah. I think it just, it ups it a little bit, and it kind of, it keeps me coming back for more. You know, there's definitely a little salinity in the background. Yeah. But it's that balance between sweet, smoky, and salty that I really enjoy. 
So I'm going to say cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Chins. Tee it off. Yeah, that's really good. I haven't had that in quite some time. Yeah, I hadn't either. And um, I actually, to be honest, I had a different bottle of of Japanese that I was going to bring. And then uh, I was kind of rearranging some stuff and I kept looking at it. I'm like, what am I saving that for? I know. No, you got to don't save things, guys. Yeah. There's no time. Yep. The time is now. The time is now. Time is right. And it's you. Shall we? Let's go. I thought I was starting. All right. Okay. Steph, so summer Saturday mornings. <laughs> okay. You know, we're we're in warm season now. Let's call it summer. Okay, warm season. What gets you out of the house first thing in the morning on a sunny Saturday morning? What's your like perfect Saturday morning outing consist of and who are you with? Okay, well, I mean, I work Saturday mornings because mm-hmm. I do have a little radio show yes, called Weekly do. Dish. Sure, sure. And, and s- how could people find that? We should t- It's on my talk one oh seven one and it's just live radio from nine to eleven AM. And uh, so my 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 sister from another mister with Stephanie Hansen mm-hmm. is uh, who I spend most of my Saturdays mornings with. Um, I'm going to say that as uh, a radio professional, especially in the summertime, it's kind of a wake up and get there. And so that just means I'm not so, you know, perfectly primped for any sort of outings afterwards. But I do really enjoy post radio show, either grabbing, meeting someone for lunch and doing like a Saturday lunch. But I really do love going to the farmer's market more than anything else. I really do love to just kind of throw the hat on and, you know, and because we are Jeep pals, we understand that likely there's going to be a lot of good air flowing through and you just want to park where you want to park Mm because that's why we own a Jeep. So that might be a sidewalk. It might (laughs) be a sidewalk. (laughs) That's fine. Um, And then I really just like the stroll through. And I did it this last weekend and I was just sort of like, God, yeah, I missed it. And I missed like, you know, like kind of perusing. And here's my goal, right? Like I got to like check the market out. I walked the market like twice, you know, because I and I'm not even like a bargain shopper, but I'm like, do these green onions look as good as stall 255 Uh over there? And like, am I like, how much am I going to buy? And like, but I didn't notice that, you know, these radishes are spectacular. And so, you know, I kind of love to do that. Sometimes I hit two markets. Sometimes I go Mill City and Minneapolis. I know. It just depends on what I'm feeling because I think Mill City has like a lot of better foods that I want to eat like you, right in my face you're the second person this week that has told me that and I have I've always been going to the the Minneapolis one yeah so the Mill City's the jam yeah, Mill City's downtown, also right? we're talking yeah. about yeah and Mill City has like Kieran yeah. <laughs> like right there he's like mm-hmm. there selling things from the food building and you're yeah. like I think I want to go hang out with Kieran yeah. for a little bit yeah. and you just want to Kieran Follier is one of those people who will I mean a strong hugger to yes. be sure. Yes. And if you're lucky enough to be in the circle. But, like, just honestly, it's there's something about the familiarity of people. And here's the weird part. So, like I said, on Saturday mornings, I tend to be a little rough-hewn, if you will, of, of <laughs> face and hair. And so I just walk around with my hat on and my little glasses, and I'm just barely talking, but I'm talking to vendors or I'm talking to – and all of a sudden, uh, oftentimes, there's someone who will come up and be like, oh, my God, did I just hear you on the radio? And I'm like, I'm sorry for my appearance, but, yes, you you might have. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of a sweet thing is, like, when you can connect with people yeah. in an area where we're all there for the food, that's the – that's the good stuff. Yeah. Right? Would anything vary on a Sunday or would that also be oh. your ideal Sunday morning? Oh, I have. Morning? Sundays are, so my church is running. And so on Sunday mornings, I go for a run and I just, yeah. you know, I, first of all, I sleep, I don't sleep, but I don't, 
I have a rule. I just don't get out of bed until nine. I like it. Okay. So you wake up, whatever you're going to read, you're going to journal, you're going to do whatever you do. You just don't, you check your phone, whatever you want to do, but you just don't get out of bed until nine. Then there's coffee. Then there's a run. Mm. And then it's kind of like the thing about Sundays is sort of that because it's the only day of the week that I don't work. So I try yeah. to keep it super sacred mm. and I try to really, really, truly like if I've bought something at the farmer's market the day before, then I really kind of, maybe I'm thinking about what that looks like and what yep. I'm going to do for a Sunday dinner and I try to like be in my yard or be in nature in some way shape or form if that's like a run along the river and then maybe you go get a Bloody Mary with a friend or something like that but I'm largely going to be cooking something on Sunday night like that I really want to just something I really am like craving because a lot of times when you eat for work you don't always, like, everyone is like, this is the best job ever, and it is, but you don't always get to eat what you want, what you're right. craving that day, right? right? Like, sure. if you have to go eat, you know, at a place, and you're like, oh, I've got to go try all these foods, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm so full, I can't eat what I was hoping to eat tonight. Yeah. So Sundays are the church of what are you craving? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It does. Oh. It just is. Sometimes yeah. it shows up in different ways. I just made... On Sunday night, I was like all about ramp pesto. Yes. Hell yeah. And then I, yes. And then there were these gorgeous asparagus at the market. So I got those, threw some Swiss chard, did a little orichetti. And of course, because I go over the top, it was like burrata and an egg. You know what I mean? Oh, it was like. I, you posted a picture. I did. Of that. I know. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. That was my Sunday. That was just, and it's just me. And it's just me like dancing in my kitchen with like the music so loud. I'm sure my neighbors are, you know. What, Not what, happy. What was, okay. what was, given the t-shirt that you're wearing right now, what was the jam? What, what were you into? <laughs> I, it, I know I might trend a little 80s. She's rocking a Go-Go's shirt right I have now. a little Go-Go's on because I, God, I love them. And But here's the deal, like Go-Go's for me, you got to play the early stuff on vinyl because they're like a punk band. Absolutely. Like, I know, I love my, my own teenage self obsession with them from the 80s, but that was like, I didn't get it. I didn't know who they were before I knew them back yep. then, but now I do because I have vinyl from like road shows. Like, it's good. That's amazing. They're totally hardcore. Awesome. In yes. the best bubblegum way. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so is Let's that what be very clear. Not sex pistols. Well, but. Yeah, but there's a lot of hooks in that. I mean, yeah. I would even say that yeah. aside from Johnny Rotten singing, the sex pistols also had a lot of hooks. True, true. You're like, Word. I mean, if you change the words to... to you know, Anarchy in the UK. Like, that's a pop song, 100%. 100%. You are correct. You are correct. Uh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, that sounds... That, so, that's what you're rocking to? So, so that's... You get put on the... Yeah, I mean, but also, I have to tell you that, like, so... I, like, music is, a, is kind of a journey for me, uh-huh. and I am not the music head in my family. I have two sons who are both prolific in their music appreciation, and they both send me things from like Argentinian like um, accordion players to the Kingston Trio to you know like um, Arcade Fire you know obsession and then my favorite thing and I think maybe you guys might appreciate this but like the kid you know who's out in Tacoma and doing college radio DJ stuff he's like so I'm kind of on a toad the wet sprocket kick yes (laughs) Yes. and I'm like what he's like yeah have you heard of them and I was like wait a minute (laughs) do you not remember the shirt that I wear to bed that says toad and he's like wait a minute that's that's that I'm like uh yeah that's that (laughs) so we had a whole toad the wet sprocket like like just a whole journey through there so then we share playlists right that is very cool yeah they uh so Tell the Wet Sprocket just put out an album last year, I think. Was it? And I was I was really excited. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, like the lineup's back. And it's like, 
it's really sad. Like I'm middle aged and I don't know where my life is going. Music and I was like, oh, little, oh, oh hold on, oh, I gotta, oh. I gotta be careful with oh. this one. I know, yeah. You do. You have to treat it gingerly. Yeah, you do. Oh God, it's um, like, oh God, it's something about a whale and and he's using like that this whale used to be a part of a pod and they all sang together and then one day he looked up and everybody was gone and now oh. he's just by himself <gasps> singing alone in the ocean and he's just like, oh God, oh, yeah. oh man, it's coming. Yeah. If I heard that last week and I started crying because everybody went home from Art World earlier than me. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's well, how I felt. I mean, I did. That's I did, also I did, sad. I did Saturday walk night, I was you like, home the, the first night. So. Oh yeah, the first night we did close her out, but I'm saying on, on a Saturday night, yeah, it ended a little early, but all told, I spent many miles walking the streets of Northeast Minneapolis. I was content, but on Saturday when it was like nine o'clock and I could hear noise out my window, I was a little yeah. bit of a sad whale. Yeah, uh, it's sad whale. Transient <laughs> whales. Oh, that's it, transient yeah. whales. You're right. Oh, right. it's just like it's just soul crushing, and it's a beautiful song because that's what they always did. They made these really like beautiful, yeah. soothing like moods, yeah. and then you listen to some of the songs and they were happy. Yeah. And then some, I was like, oh my god, is everyone yes, okay? Everyone okay? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Strum twice oh. if you're safe. Yes, right. Blow your blowhole twice. Yes, yeah. right. Um, oh, Mom, your Saturday, Saturday mornings. mornings. Yeah, yeah, Saturday mornings. What do so you I don't have a morning radio show on Saturday, which is quite nice. <laughs> I bet it so is. So <laughs> because I usually try to do something interesting, like go see a show or whatever on Friday, Saturdays are kind of my version of your Sunday stuff. Sundays, Stephanie. yeah. Like I really try to just stay laying down as long as I can. Yep. And I'll hear my wife hit the espresso machine and then the air smells like the most beautiful espresso. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is quite nice. Um, because her and our dog are bonded at the hip. Our dog has decided that she loves um, mornings in the guest bedroom and looking out the front window and yeah. just watching the neighborhood go by. But recently, she has decided that it's not okay if Jenny isn't next to her. So she'll come back every five minutes and whine until Jenny goes with a book and sits by her. Oh, wow. And then Jenny reads and Millie looks out the window, which yeah. is the cutest thing ever. But it's I'm like, sweet. hey, I, I also kind of like being next to you. I know, right? <laughs> so I've I'm been... Here. I've been trying to uh, cook more scratch breakfasts. Good. Every time I go on a vacation, if we're at an Airbnb, that's usually the meal that I cook. Right. You know, I have a breakfast at home and then we go out and do whatever. And I was kind of coming, coming back from Norway a couple of weeks ago. I was like, why don't I do that here? And there was mm, no answer. Interesting. It was just like, yeah. 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 So uh, my wife loves bagels. So there's always bagels there. So I've started doing bagel sandwiches. Just with like whatever vegetables and meats and usually, you know, of course, eggs I have in there. And then what we figured slash what she has taught me because she's very patient <laughs> and wonderful yeah. is that uh, get all the shit done as fast as possible and then you have the rest of the weekend to relax. Totally. So Totally a good metric. Now that it's nice out, it's uh, get up, clean the house, and then mow the lawn and then start laundry. Yeah. And if we can get all that done by like 1130 on a Saturday, then you got every. You have the rest done. of the weekend. And it's really what it comes down to is trying to gift ourselves an actual two days of rest mm -hmm. because neither one of us are good at that. And it's very nice to just procrastinate until Sunday and then you panic clean and you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. This, it really does feel good. And I know that she's still leading the charge on it, but it still really does feel good to me to like have that done. And then maybe we go out for lunch or as I keep having people tell me, like, I need to go to the Mill City Farmer's Market. Yeah. So now I really want to do that. And then from there, it's like, is it nice out? Then where can I go on a walk? Where can we take the dog? What can we do? Totally. That, that's what's getting me. Our poor dog had surgery and she gets her stitches out tomorrow. 
And so she hasn't been able to wear her harness. So oh, she can't go. We, yeah. So we've been doing like short walks. But yeah. when the surgery happened two plus weeks ago, it was cold and shitty and rainy. Right. So she didn't give a shit. She's she hates she's the rain. But now it's beautiful and all the smells yeah, are out there. She's and she's looking out the window in the guest it. room. <laughs> so we're really yeah. So we're really excited. Like this weekend, I want to take her to a dog park and just go run it. For sure. You know, just let her get out there. Let her spirit soar. And then yeah, and then after that, then whatever I do on Sunday is great. Because I've already gotten exercise, I've already gotten the house clean. You know, I'm getting ready for football season, which is coming up. Mm-hmm. But Saturday is like I like the burn the candle hard at the beginning, and then it just That's feels smart. like gravy. Yep. And then if we want to make a ridiculous dinner and have some wine and stay up late, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the rest of the house is already clean, so then we just got to do the dishes, and then you're set. So you're, like, giving yourself an, an extra day of weekend is how it feels to me. Charles, what's your yeah, what's, what's your routine? You sit up like The Undertaker at 5.54 a.m. every day. <sighs> Not going to talk about cleaning. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't. Like to sleep. It's on record. I get it's up, on record. I get, it's I get, been stated. Yeah, I, I get up earlier than Marnie, so like typically the household duties are many of them are done when she wakes up because I like to just you just going take care of business and then I'm also like a little kid just like waiting. Yeah. Oh come on. But so when when she's up and at it, uh, th- so that's that's who I'm with most of the time, and especially in an ideal environment. I'm talking about. What I want. If Marnie wakes up early, nothing makes me happier than that. Like, if she's up at 8, 8.30 on a Saturday, I'm fucking thrilled. And we also are going to the farmer's market. Farmer's market is it's the only place I'd call my happy place because I don't really like saying that about stuff. But I am so fucking happy when I'm at the farmer's market. That's like, awesome. It's, it's literally just pure joy, regardless of what I'm doing while I'm there. But we're going to get coffee beforehand, summer, cold press, Probably a pastry. Maybe we go to like Bellacore or something, get a croissant, get a cold press, head on over to the farmer's market. I have this thing where however much cash is in my pocket, I'm spending it. That's it. That's it. It's being spent at the farmer's market. Yeah. It's like walking into a casino. I have a two pocket effect. (laughs) I bet the money in the left pocket and then whatever ends up in the right pocket cannot be used. Yeah. But the farmer's market, I end up with a bunch of bags and, and doing the move where like the meme of a kid walking or a husband walking to the door with every bag. Yeah. Like just to prove you can do it in one trip. I don't want to have to. There are no second trips. No, there are no second trips. The farmer's market, there may be. It depends on what you're getting. If I have $100 in my pocket and I buy only produce, we do have to make one trip to the car. We're always like, man, we should have like a little cart. You know, we should Uh, get like one of those little carts. No, don't do a cart. Don't do a cart. Don't do cart? Yeah. No. So backpack everybody. it, whatever you need. Just the something. cart is too Or hard. even like cloth bags or something yes, that could strap you to your back. Bags. Yeah. So when I go to the market, and I almost always, I almost exclusively go to the downtown Minneapolis you market. You do, okay. Uh, I just love it there. Yeah. I'm accustomed to it. I have people there that I know and they know me, and we may not necessarily know one another's names, but I have the bok choy guy, the pickle yeah. guy, the tamale lady. Like we have, those are, it's, hey, it's my, it's my honey lady, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> That's just the vibe there. But and watch how you're saying that in front of Marnie. Yeah, yeah, I was going to make a joke about that, but you, you beat me to it. Uh, my pork guys are there. Uh, again, yeah. you take pork. You take pork is fantastic. You take pork is, is incredible. It's the, the finest pork. Anyways, that's sort of the vibe is walk around the market, get yeah. as many bags as possible. And then after that, it's depending on what the weather's like that day, it's doing something with that food on my giant grill. Uh, walking the dog, spending time in the neighborhood, being outside, smoking cigars and drinking totally. in the yard, totally. starting a bonfire later on. 
But the ideal, if we're talking about an ideal summer Saturday, that's what it is. Super, super early. Get your coffee. Get your pastry. Go to the market. Do something with your goods. Go on some walks. Drink some booze and smoke cigars in the yard. So good. Let's do that. I want Let's all do that. that. Let's go. I want all that as many times as as humanly possible over the next four months. Because they take it away from us. So yeah. you don't know that experience us. out there. It's a limited they, time opportunity. Yeah, it all goes away. And it then does. it's the most heartbreaking. And then it comes back. And, and like, then it hey, comes back. And whoa. people are like, wait a minute. I need food. Not just begonias. And everyone yeah. in our you area know? walks around and goes, you know, this is why we live here during the winter. I know. <laughs> everyone yeah. does it to each other. Everyone. That's like the, the, and then within another three or four weeks, mosquitoes will be here. And they're like, oh, it's too fucking hot. Yeah, right, right, right. They're like, oh, I can't wait for it to snow. <laughs> exactly. Just a perpetual state of, of self-sadness. Yes, yes. The sad whale. Yeah. The, the transient sad whale. whale. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers. Okay, yeah, cheers. Oh, I oh. need to fill. You want to stick oh. with the balvenie or are you going to go, are you switching I'm it? I'm going to go. I'm going to switch okay. to. So, Charles, you want to tell everybody what this is? Uh, this is the Yuichi Single Malt from Nika. Uh, they're just super clean single malts. They make two of them. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite of this the two. This is your favorite. Uh, it does have some commonalities to a scotch. It is, of course, not a scotch, but if you have had uh, a lot of Japanese whiskeys, there is some um, uh, syncope between what you'll find in a lot of scotches and what you'll find in a Japanese whiskey. It's just very, very clean. I'm still working on it's my balvany, so at some point, Keep probably going. in the middle of somebody else talking, I'm going to go, ooh, ooh, and that's what that is. You get oh, that. Cheers. Yep, yeah. cheers. Cheers. Chin chin. Mm, Love it. Uh, all right, so, Steph, if you remember the last time that you were on, we talked about food trends that we were happy that died. That was the, <laughs> the was infamous it? glops of balsamic glaze. Oh, <laughs> has it died? Glorp, yes. It was a glorp. Yeah, you gl- don't glorp my Or glurg. Right. Whatever, whatever, whatever it was. was. I was wondering that since we are two years later and we are onto many new things opening, it was very feels very much like springtime in business here. Yes, it does. Uh, what... Do you see any food trends or drink trends coming that you're excited about? Or is anybody doing anything that you're really happy about? Have you seen anything moving in that direction? Can we talk about something that might be a little, it's a little weird, it's a little awkward, but like the picklefication of everything. (laughs) Um, Pickles are on everything. And I don't know if you saw this, but recently there is like literally a, uh, people are like, the Minnesota sushi moment, yes. the pickle the roll, up. roll up, which we are all loving and fine with, like in our daily. I yeah. might have put that every like week in my kids' lunch. Yeah, like that's fine. But um, that is, I guess it was on somebody somewhere. You know that Bridget Everett show on HBO. They had it, and they called it St. Louis sushi. Oh, get out of here! Uh huh. And then what? I Haven't know. you taken enough from us? <laughs> I know. And then it was somewhere else, but there, like an eater did an article about how pickles having a moment. And I just said right away, I knew it at the moment. I'm like, they're going to take the pickles from us. Mm-hmm. They're going to own it. And they're going to take like our cream cheese pickle and ham wrap. And they're yeah. going to have like, everyone's going to like redo it. And there's going to be like David Chang is going to do like a whole pickle wrap thing. And I'll be like, that's not, it's not no. it. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> And I'm just worried about that because there's pickles on pizza, you know, there's pickles all over everything and I'm not mad at it. I love it. I love it. I should be having that pickle pizza at the fair on Thursday. I know. Are you going to go? Yeah. And you're going to get specifically that pickle pizza? I didn't get it last year. You didn't get it last year? I couldn't find it. That happens sometimes where, you know, you're just kind of milling about and you kind of care, but you don't care that much. Yeah. Yeah. And I just realized in my two trips there that, oh, I never got that pickle pizza. 
So I'm going to make it a point because I know they're going to be there on Thursday. I know. I know. You need to do it. I, yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely for it. And there are lots of places in town. I mean, Quad City, you know, has been sure. putting pickles on their pizza yeah. forever. And then, um, yeah, there's just, I mean, a lot of people have decided that the pickles should be on the pizza. And Kim did a special pickle pizza. I think she might have even done that in the chef's yep. whatever she show. Did. And so I feel like there might be that thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. But I still feel real weird when national media takes something of ours and owns it. And I am kind of on record with getting a little salty about that. You yeah, know? I was surprised to, to hear that. Yeah. It's just a Google search away. I know. Yes. I do really like the, the idea of the term picklification becoming The pickification. I'm, I'm in for that. <laughs> I like the idea of that. Yes. Because introducing vinegar to just about anything makes it better in my eyes. It does. Eyes. So I'm, well, I'm happy about that. But I agree with you. I, yes. I hate when you watch a trend spin out sideways and yeah. then everybody pretends like this is the first time. Oh. I remember right when... Um, I think it was when Vine first became a thing. There were all these comedians that got famous on Vine, but there were also a lot of people that were doing like quick cooking hacks and whatever that got big. And one of them was a bartender taking a shot of Angostura bitters. And it went crazy and all these people like, can you believe that these people would take a shot of Angostura bitters? And you just cut to everyone who had been in the bar scene like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Smell my breath. Yeah, like, I know, been right? Like, yeah. For a long time. And guess yeah. what? We didn't invent it either. The people who made bitters yeah. were like, hey, you can still drink this. You Let's can still. Go. It's actually historic. In, like, it was how, as medicine. As it was supposed <laughs> to be done. You know, before the penicillin thing that you yeah. take when you get an infection, right. this was most likely what you were drinking like, to cure the spiritual the consumption or all whatever. All the consumptions. <laughs> All of it. So, right. I mean, like, and that's the thing, right? I mean, it's like weirdly that we own things. And also because we don't, you know, like everybody out on the coast are so glammy with what they own and everything's done so much in a higher scale that that's, I think, the thing for me is that they kind of give us the poo-poo. They kind of look at us with like the snooty boots and they're like, you know, whatever. Like you guys are just kind of, you know, cow punchers. And so I think like whenever we have the things that we treasure and then they steal them, I get angry. Fucking A-Rice. I get angry. I have openly talked about on this show that I am in a full fight with the state of Maine because they are trying to steal the Paul Bunyan legacy. Oh, right. For the state of, for Banger, Maine. They're Are they putting, really? Yeah, they're, literally, they're building another statue out there. And I'm like, no. Not appropriate. Get something different. Nope. This Invent a different colored no. giant animal. Yes. You can't have Babe the Blue Ox. Yes. Sorry. To be fair, Come you could have jogged there in about 20 minutes. Could have, so. but didn't. Yeah. He yeah. didn't stay, though. He didn't stay. He didn't stay. He didn't did a killer. Stay. You know, yeah. he like just dropped his foot and then he turned back and right. 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 Minnesota. There's plenty right. of places Everybody I've stopped that. to take a piss that I wouldn't say can own the thing about pickling that's interesting. You don't even come up with Portland. No, I'm I, this is not a d- direct correlation to your comment, but pickling in other countries is so much more common. Like, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. And when we say pickles, Americans always think of cucumbers, but right. pickle doesn't mean. Oh my cucumber. god! The pickle uh, game in the in the global yeah. space, and 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 I feel like we've all come to appreciate it more. I mean, like 100%. technically, like the sauerkraut and like even like kimchi and like yeah. all these things, those are, you know, those are a form of fermentation, which of course is just what pickling is. For mm-hmm. sure. In Lebanon, pickling is called kibis and they do it with right. everything. Right. Right. Like fridge doors are lined with, it looks like a science lab. It's oh, just I, a bunch of stuff and fantastic. you don't know what they are. So I'll walk into like one of my cousin's houses or my aunt's house and I'll just start popping jars and throwing stuff in my mouth and figuring out what the fuck it what is. What it is. But they have like, I remember the first time my cousin Rabia did, he had these pickles of 
I did. I couldn't tell at the time because of the you know just all the liquid and everything. They were uh, tiny eggplants. Yeah, mm. like very tiny. I want eggplants. Oh, and yeah. I popped one in my mouth and squished it, and I was like, "Ooh!" Because I thought it might have been a plum or something. Yeah, it was a fucking eggplant. And I was like, "Oh my god, that is god so good!" For our listeners, that was not me trying the Japanese whiskey. That was that Charles was being <laughs> very excited yeah. about an eggplant in his mouth. That was my ooh, not qualms. <laughs> Wait, are you guys picklers? Have you guys pickled? Are oh, you yeah. canners? Well, mm-hmm. Yes, we are, and we are now uh, coming up on months. <laughs> that have passed since Charles promised a uh, former guest of the show, Katie Dimmick and I, a Wasn't pickling a class. I love Dimmick. <laughs> and so uh, Dimmick and I see each other on a fairly regular basis. And there's at least one uh, pickling, tickling joke that has to come up every time yeah. so that we keep it going. And we figured eventually we'll just start doing it at our Well, house. I didn't, I did not administer the pickling class. So you had your own pickle session. Correct. Uh, but have you had the pickles that you and Katie made? Um, I didn't do it with her. We, I actually oh. made my own. And you did oh, your okay. own. Yeah, I did a. I, I just did a really simple. I did a riff on like full sour dill pickles with a whole shitload of uh, roasted garlic and chili flakes, and they were delightful. They were fantastic. Cool. They went in, and again, this is just cucumbers. Like mm. I was just tired of p- paying for the sickly green yep. jar of. Any of the pickles. We have good crunchy dills. It's fine. They're just better when you make them on your own. So that's what I had made um, the last time. But this year, I do want to try and get more things going on. Now that I am no longer in the beer industry, I have an entire refrigerator in my garage that is open except for THC. So now that I have all this more room for for things, because like my freezers are all full of stock, right, right, and right, broth right, and all that shit. You but just yeah. have to start a show Thank called you. Will It Pickle? Yes, and then you guys just pickle a ton of stuff. Yeah, like remember the Wisconsin bars that you'd go to? I don't know, maybe I, I matriculated in Wisconsin, so like the the college years were spent oh. doing uh, small drives mm-hmm. to dive bars in small towns, and there was a lot of pickled eggs and a lot of pickled mm. pig's feet. I've done both of those. Oh, I eat that stuff. Yes! I, I will say mm-hmm. that at the last pickled egg that no I wonder had I like Malora, bar right? is the last pickle that I will <laughs> that ever, have. ever eat. It was, it was wrong. It like, was wrong. Yeah. In like many ways. I had to, to, to quote our pre penicillin doctors. I had ghosts in my blood for at <laughs> least a day or two after that. I was not okay. And I don't care if it was psychosomatic. You had haunted blood. I had haunted ass blood. It was an affront to nature. Yeah. I needed, I needed leeches and cocaine stuff. Oh, maybe well some laudanum. Yeah. But it was, and, and a shot of Angostura clearly. Yeah. But I, I swear to you, I, all of our listeners, I swear to you, I smelled that fucking egg on my skin for two days. Yes. There's like that's every a, pore of it's my a likelihood. And I was, I just can't, I've I've Old watched egg skin. Bust the <laughs> eggs uh, can be your best friends, and then they can go horribly yeah, wrong. Yep, you know, and I just couldn't I couldn't get past it. But definitely, like the big feet, like let's go, let's like, go. Let's, I'm in. Give me some collagen. Eggs are you mostly know? great, but, but there are exceptions. This skin there isn't softening exceptions. itself. Oh! Well done, you. My shitty pun of the day. That's well done. Well done. Ten points. At least I've met quota. There'll be yeah, more. There we go. There'll probably okay. be more. There'll be more. Uh, yeah. Okay. Charles, we, we digressed perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so we got pickles. What's yeah, your food trends? Trendy food. Uh, so what, what I'm really loving seeing, and it's something that I've loved for a long time, but we're seeing more of it and we're seeing it on like a smaller level in restaurants and things is, uh, tin stuff, mm. tin, not just tin fish, but tin oh, foods. Yes. Uh, there's a, actually, I don't want to dap up Seattle because we found out that Washington is our third most listened oh. to market when I ran some analytics recently. What up Pacific Northwest? Cheers. And, and we said, and, uh, we had a guest say some disparaging things about Seattle a couple of episodes <gasps> ago. 
So, <laughs> so I, he, I did set him up because wasn't that the what city do you want to shit on question? Yeah. 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 Right. I just thought it'd be fun because he's so nice. I thought yeah. it'd be fun if we said so. Now, my kid's in Tacoma, Seattle. Yep. So I yep. love, I love that area. Cool. Yeah, yeah. we, uh, I, I love it. I got engaged in Seattle, but there's a, Bar, this little Spanish tapas bar near Pike Place Market called Jar Bar. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that place. Amen to that. You can barely fit in there. Yep. Like the wall behind the stool. So you've been there. Steph? Yeah, I know it. There's, you can barely pass through, but they have tons of like really cool jarred and, and yeah. uh, tinned well, fishes and things. They always have the, you know, they'll they'll cut the ham for you. What right was on. the famous place in, in Barcelona? Was it Cal Pep? Was that the bar? Do you remember that? Mm. that they were like, right. it sounds yep. like it was Cal Pep. And I went there, but I, it was like literally 20 years ago. Ah, but it was yeah, yeah. because my kid was born after that. So <laughs> it was, uh, but I mean, it was like, that was, that was back in the, you know, when like that first idea that these entire bars, we could do that too. Like from yeah. Spain, we could have that over here. And I just remember being like, this is genius. Why aren't mm -hmm. we doing more of that? Absolutely. And it's like, at a place like that, you expect to see it because it's a Spanish tapas bar. And I remember being there and, and, and experiencing that and thinking, anybody could do this anywhere. Correct. Yep. You know, and like, no offense to them, because I'm sure some of the stuff that was canned in, in jar were things that they were making. Right. But places in the Twin Cities or in other states, different places in the country now are starting to do this kind of thing. And yeah. it really appeals to me. I remember going to LMA Tavern in Chicago for the first time on my bachelor party. We just stumbled in there and we got little ponies of high life and scooted up to the bar. They had like canned goods. The wall is lined with canned goods. And I was like, yeah. this is a vibe. This is like a cool, this is a great concept. And I remember I've mentioned on the show before, my friend Jesse Valenciana uh, said, these guys spent a lot of money to make it look like they didn't spend any money. Yeah. was like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of putting that. Totally. But, and then I was like, canned goods. Like, why the fuck? Not? Why not? So, this, I feel like right now, 2023 is a year where we're seeing a lot more of that. And yeah. I want to see more yep. of that. Um, particularly if it's being done on a small scale, if kitchens are actually canning, it's, mm -hmm. you're creating stability. You're totally. making these things, even though you're going to go through them, it keeps, it maintains the freshness of whatever your preparation Correct. was. If you're preserving an oil or in some sort of a brine, Boom, you're locking it in. You know, you're canning it and you have the nice little peel back tins. You can brand them. You can call me if you want me to brand your shit because oh, I would love to do a can. Oh, can we get those branded? Yeah. Yeah. Can I, we talk I, I quickly, would... though, about tin fish specifically yeah. in mm. terms of like anchovies? Do you remember? Yes, Did you sure. get, were you guys converted to anchovy? You know what I mean? Like most yep. people have to either have an experience, either they love it from the get-go or they yeah. have to convert to are we it. Talking, I always loved it. Are we talking solely about anchovies or sardines? In this I'm going to give you whatever your whatever your conversion was or whatever. Like, so, whatever fish. Yeah, like, so when you were younger and yeah. you consumed tin fish. Yeah, and you were like, you, what the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, I connected with it immediately. Were you? The Lebanese family. I was going to say. We ate a lot of tin stuff. Like, yeah. We ate potted meat. We couldn't even get brand name Span, so we had potted meat. And I loved that shit. No kidding. Yeah. So the things in tins I just loved, no matter what it was. Okay. I was uh, a little slower to to everything, um, but I grew up eating canned tuna, so the idea of canned meat wasn't weird. Right, right, right. And then I remember a restaurant that I worked at had like a steak Oscar dish. Oh, and, yeah. And that was not, I thought there were crabs back there. There are not crabs back there. That no. was <laughs> out of a giant one-gallon yeah. tin, yeah. and then you're just scooping it on the steak, and now it's magically $30 more. Uh, and so then I started being like, oh, well, this is just like the crab version of the tuna that I, yeah. I ate as a kid, you know, mixed with like mac and cheese or pasta or whatever. Uh, and then uh, I had a, a chef teach me how to make a scratch Caesar salad and there were anchovies in it. 
And I had had the Caesar salad before. Mm -hmm. So I was like, but it's good. And so I should stop being afraid of that. Yeah. And just go for it. And yeah, guess what? It's delicious. Uh So I had that, but I couldn't get past the full, like the kipper, the full fish with the eye that's looking at you. Yeah. I, that took me until I moved to Norway. Really? And living there, like mm. I was so mortified of being the American yeah. that everything that got, I, they could have pranked me with the worst shit ever and it would have just eaten it with a smile because I was desperate to be like, okay, yes, I want to figure I this out. Yes, I am valid. And I was, I mean, the whole time I was like, no, 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 no. And then I took a bite. I was like, oh, that's delicious. Yeah. yeah. You know, are the best part. Yeah. You got to break down the barrier, smelt right? Smelt fries. Smelt or, fries. Or, I was going to say so smelt fries like for little, me. Little perch too, yep. you know. Like, totally. Well, and anything that's been, I'm talking about like straight out of the can. Anything yeah. that's been sure, like sure. fried or altered, okay. like chopped True. up, I don't mind about that. True. I'm saying just like a straight whole fish. That was the last thing to get across. But because I was such a picky fucking eater when I was a kid, now I feel like I'm almost like a missionary. Yeah. It. Where like, if I'm yeah. at Bar La Grasa, when they have those- You're an evangelist. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I will specifically, even if I'm not feeling it, yeah. if the person with me doesn't, is like, ew, I'm like, okay, well then I'm going to order it. Well, now you're going to have it. Because I want to normalize this. Yeah. And if you don't look at, if you just eat it, like you're going to understand why that is. Like this restaurant is not putting that dish on the menu just to punk a couple people. Right. Like they're doing it because it's delicious and maybe just trust them a little bit. Right. I think I was in Germany in like high school and um, like, you know, the school trip and I was staying with a family and we ordered, they ordered pizza and they were like, whatever you want. I was like, well, pepperoni or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, pepperoni in that space was pepperoncini and anchovies. I don't know how that translated, oh, okay. but that, and then I'm like, I have to eat this because nope. I specifically asked for it. Mm. So they're like, oh, okay. And then I was like, well, I'm eating this pizza with these anchovies on it. And I wasn't about to pick it off because right. then I'm the asshole yeah. American, yeah, right? Yeah. So I just, I, that was the first time and I was like, well, these actually aren't as bad as I thought yeah. they were going to be. I love the idea. And then that, I was in. I love the idea that that family still probably refers probably. to that as like American style. <laughs> yes. With like, oh, it's like pepperoncini and anchovies. Yeah. Pepper and like, TV and yeah. anchovies. Like, yes. no, 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 it's this. Like, no, that's just on TV. That's on TV. What they actually eat is, is this. Right. Trust us, we know. Well, right. the Ninja Turtles didn't make it easy for our generation because that was always like the them mm-hmm. holding their like giant Ninja Turtle nose and the stink lines coming off the anchovy pizza because that was like. Oh, was that their big thing? Yeah. Anchovies. That was the only way that they wouldn't eat pizza. But it made it? me curious oh. about it because yeah. I've always been curious about food and I was like, yeah. well, I want to see. Well, like, what is the deal with that? Yeah, I want to see if it's bad. And you couldn't get an anchovy pizza. I used to try to order it when I was a kid and like yeah. my godmother or my parents would be like, don't do that. Like, what are you trying to do? No one's going to eat that. I'm it's, like, I want to eat it. It's salty funk. The first time I got an anchovy pizza was at Element Pizza, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Fire Pizza yeah, yeah, in Northeast. Northeast Minneapolis because they had a, a pizza with anchovies on it mm-hmm. on the menu. And I was like, I can actually try anchovy pizza mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. We mm-hmm. should celebrate that. It's great pizza. Who yeah. doesn't love salty, briny, delicious? Though? Salty like, funk. Let's go. More salty funk. So More salty keep the funk. anchovy paste tube in your fridge door. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, amen to that. There. Yep. Harissa, tomato, mm-hmm. anchovy. Yep. And I have a lemongrass paste because I've been having oh. a tough time getting good lemongrass. You gotta grow no. it. You gotta grow it. Yeah, it's in the markets right now. You can plant it. We don't. You got time. Our no? gardening situation in our house isn't great. And Container. It's not, and it's not our house, so we're okay. Just, oh, gotcha. We've like, been we've been meaning 
we, we just have a great situation. We love our landlords and we keep talking about that we're going to find a house and that everything keeps getting worse. How about you don't so, buy a house right now? Right, exactly. <laughs> so we're like, you How know about what? you sit in your good situation How and about we have out? two really good friends who have incredible gardens and then we just ask yep. them for stuff. Yep. You can get much better lemongrass now than you could five years ago. Totally yep. you can. You know, like well, now the Hmong markets have, have dried out yep. stuff. Well, oh this my gosh. Some grocery stores have It's just been like, I have two amazing Asian markets that are not far away from me that are normally aces. And for whatever reason the lemongrass has just been scorched and i needed it for a recipe so i just bought the little last piece. year was tough last yeah. year was tough yeah when i needed to make um my tonic syrup i it's mostly a stock issue i'll go to stores i know usually carry it and they yeah. don't have it but i'd rather them not have it if it sucks amen to that like just have it if it's good and yep. if it's not good nope. then if don't it's carry not gonna it. meet it then you gotta you gotta shift gears and you gotta go somewhere else i'd like to think it's that kind of intention but i don't know if it is yeah but the last time i went to whole foods they didn't have any and huh. I guess it, I was like, well, if it wasn't good, then maybe it shouldn't be here. Right. I don't remember where I got it, but I did find some Just good sprinting <laughs> towards a climate apocalypse. It's fine. Hey, fine. it's all good. It's all good. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I'll go a okay, different your trend. route. Yeah, my, my trend. And agreed, this is a little close to home as uh, as our company, Plift, is the, also the sponsor of this podcast. But it's the THCification of things. Um this has been a taboo topic for me for almost eight years of who I can talk to about putting THC into food, into drinks, and who I can't. And it's been a pretty small fraction of my friends that were remotely interested. And then an even smaller <laughs> fraction of those friends that weren't immediately like, like, what gets me fucked up? Like to try and actually find a balance <laughs> where yeah. it, it's just an effect that goes with everything. Yeah, And in the last six months here in Minnesota as this law has crept and now has been signed by both or has been uh, passed by both the house and the Senate. Um, now a lot of people are reaching out and I'm really excited for understanding balance. Uh, I think a lot of people out there, I used to call it, or I've been calling it the Cuervo effect yep. where when I was first bartending, everybody and tequila started coming, like good tequila started coming yeah, into yeah, our yeah. market. The good stuff. Everybody would tell a story about, oh, I hate tequila. Why do you hate tequila? Oh, spring break. I was 18 years old. I drank an entire bottle of Cuervo and then I vomited. I hate tequila. None of the things that you just said have anything to do with drinking tequila. It's more about you. Right. And also. <laughs> Spoiler. That's garbage. Like that you were drinking garbage anyway. For me, like showing people what a good tequila was, they're like, oh my God, this is great. Yes, this is what you've been missing by saying that. The new version of that, and anybody that lives in a state where uh, recreational is legal, I guarantee you can vouch for this, is people telling me that, oh, I don't do THC because one person gave me a cookie one time and I slept for 18 hours and then I couldn't function for two days after that. Mm. Well, of course, you just took random drugs like yeah, from, um, from somebody without asking any questions. I understand that that was a scary thing, but this is actually in the same way that the alcohol that we're drinking or whatever, like it's just, a, it, if you want to balance it into something, you can 100% find that balance. And now more and more really brilliant creative minds are kind of wrapping their heads around bringing this into it. And I'm really excited for where that goes. Uh, the way that the law is written here in the state of Minnesota is a little bit more permissive than just about anywhere on earth because you can also order that across the bar and, and drink it at any bar. You don't have to go to a dispensary, which then allows for an entirely new wing of cocktails that don't have alcohol in them. You know, it's not just like the thing that we put on the menu for somebody that doesn't drink. Now it's, it's, it's a, a psychoactive drink. It, it gives you an effect. 
but it doesn't involve alcohol. So if that's what your choice is, that you just want to move away from alcohol, whether it's that hour, that day, that week, or as a part of your life, there are so many more options that are coming out. And literally every right. week, there's more coming. And seeing the way, there's a group uh, out of Michigan called Happy. And their drinks, they're using like reishi and lion's mane mushrooms in there. And they're really trying to make lightly dosed THC tonics for like vitality in the morning and for going to bed at night. Like the more I see of that, the more I get excited about we can actually bring in something that has health benefits to you that also gives you a little bit of an effect. Yeah. And seeing where that goes, I'm really excited for not, I'm just doing this to get fucked up. Well, I'm okay. doing this because I enjoy the effect. Because this is my major issue with, not you guys, mm-hmm. but like the way that this has been marketed oh, yeah. thus far is so strange to me that it is so focused on the high because we don't, like the fact that we're calling things like high this or like super stony that or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't, we're not marketing our scotch by calling it drunky drunk girls yep. favorite PD, you know, scotch fest. Yeah, you like can't. We, you can't. <laughs> Dad punched mom. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yep. Let's get more of that. Yep. So it's been very strange to me watching from the perspective of someone who is a, um, a full aesthete as far as like drink goes. I'm not doing it to get drunk. I'm doing it. I love like the notes of smoke and wood and sugar and vanilla and all these things. And yes, it's lovely because you get a sweet little buzz off of it, but that's not the only thing. So it seems weird to me that some of the THC marketing has gone to this, like get totally baked. And I just don't get it because I think you're not winning people over that way, nor do most like, and for quite honestly, a lot of the seltzers in the past, it's like, so you're burning my mouth out and you're telling me that I'm just going to get high and I should just appreciate that. And I'm not, I'm not there for that. Well, and that's, that's the discussion that is going to continue to be had. And I think it'll be interesting to see where it weighs out. But I mean, to use our company as an example, we wanted to create a really long runway so that it feels safe for, fe- for people. Yes. We're giving you a very familiar taste. All of, our, all of our beverages are modeled after a cocktail. Yeah. So we're giving you a familiar flavor because we're asking you to learn a new chemical and how it interacts mm-hmm. with you. We're giving it to you in a low dose, and we want that to just be a, a relaxation to you. And the more that I talk to chefs who are getting interested in this, that's what they're looking for. They don't yes. want anybody blacking out halfway through dinner. Or freaking out right. or having a reaction yeah. or anything. No one and, ever wants that. Well, and that's, you know, if we're if we're going to look at CBD and CBN and THC as, as parts of, of natural medicine, the point of it shouldn't be to take enough of it that you can't function. The right. whole point of it should be to just be a, a, an, an effect in your life and kind of go together with everything else. And the way that I'm starting to see it expressed in things has been great. Like I, I um, our, our friends at, at Amy's Cupcakes, they have a separate THC menu. Yeah. And they're, they're making buttercream frosting with a light dose in there. They're making like gourmet Rice Krispie bars. Yeah. That's great because yeah, that's you can fun. enjoy that entire dessert. You're not breaking off a single Rice Krispie. Uh, you're not grabbing just snap and not crackle and pop and eating that. And now that's your dose for the night. It's, it's meant to be the whole thing. Enjoy the treat yeah. right. and then get yeah. a little background relaxation. That's what I love. And I'm really excited to see once we get past the people who make Cheech and Chong jokes, but never watch Cheech and Chong movies. This is the thing. I'm over like, it. I'm I, ready for them yeah, to be done. And like yeah. the dazed and confused font that just gets copy and yep, pasted. I'm done with it. Like just 
literally just have pride in what you're making and tell me that you want to, like, if you just, like you said, if you marketed a beer that was like, get fucked up beer. Yeah, no one would buy this. Or Like, we'd all get, we'd all be like, that's ridiculous. So why are we doing that? And to me, there's something beautifully organic about what we're talking about. This product Mm -hmm. and the mushrooms and the psychoactive stuff is beautifully organic. Like, it's it's something that exists in nature that then can be uh, sort of, framed up in a way that is an experience and that's how it should be it shouldn't be just get you there you know like i i would like to use this kind of as a transition to talk about our sponsor plift because we didn't touch on this in the episode with todd but i wanted to remark that i'm really impressed with the fact that there are four milligrams per can Yeah. Someone like me Amen. that I, I loved weed when I was yep. a kid and then I went away from it and now I'm struggling to find my place because I don't want the effects that yeah. Steph is talking about. Right. I want to just like feel a little bit of like soothe, comfort, maybe can help with my neck, my anxiety, those types of things, right? When I have a can, like the new juice, juicy grapefruit, when I had juice. a can, when I had a can of the juice last week at four milligrams, not only does it smell like fresh grapefruit peel in your house, but the finish when you taste it, like the, it's got this really beautiful citric finish. It really tastes like grapefruit. But I completed the whole can in 20 minutes or so. And by the end, and this is the first one of those beverages that I have experienced this with. By the end, I actually had to consider if I wanted to have another one. Oh. With others, I'm like, I don't know how comfortable I feel yeah. doing another one. And that's just where I'm at in my my journey with consuming uh, THC products. Yep. But once I completed the can at four, I knew if I would like to continue this journey, I can. If I want to stop here and just get a really nice, restful night of sleep, yeah, then I can stop right here. And for me, that's like the approach that I think more of these businesses should be taken is that you should make it a journey, not a sprint. Because yes. if, you, if you provide these products at a bar, right. what is the fucking point of having somebody sit down and have a 10 milligram beverage who is inexperienced with consuming THC, they're going to be in your bar for a half hour. Yeah. And then they're going to say, I better get home before I fall asleep. Yep. Right. If you want someone to spend the day or for instance, at a barbecue where you're grilling all day, multi-course, we're going to have a bonfire later. We're lighting cigars. The oysters are getting shucked. Some people are consuming their like lagers and stuff. Cause it's the early day beverage. It'll keep you going until later on in the evening. But what are your options when it comes to THC? If it's a high THC beverage, you're going to have one and then you probably have to wait for a while if you're like me. Yeah. And then have one like later, later on. But if you want to like slowly journey throughout the day and have a nice time with your friends. Right. The four NG cans of Lyft, that'll do the trick. That is what you want to do. Well, in the and, essence of most of this. And that's... that's Socially imbibing yeah. is the social part. And that's what right? I'm talking yes. about for the trend. And also, I guess, Charles, you're right, like echoing what our company's idea was. Like, we want this to be a part of your lifestyle. Yeah. Like, that's that's just... That's what it is. And if it's a one and done, then there's no point to it. And if you look for literals, you know, in the beer industry, which is probably the closest related as far as the beverages go, there are people that love Russian Imperial Stouts. But True. you're not only offering that. Like any brewery that has a great Russian Imperial stuff has a bunch of lower ABV stuff so that sure. you can have a few for during sure. the day. Like to me, I love the idea of going to a show and just maintaining a low high the whole time. Yeah. It's perfect because my AD, ADD brain shuts the fuck up and I can focus on what I dig 
and I'm kind of zoned in a little bit. I'm not noticing all the shiny things around me and the jingling keys going on behind me. <laughs> I'm not paying attention to the discussion that's happening three feet behind me because she's talking about the second album, but she thinks she's talking about the third album, and I want to correct her. <laughs> and also, no, that fucking drummer didn't play on that record. All that goes away. All right. that goes away, and I'm just like, I'm just here, and I'm really enjoying this. And that's, to us, that's the point. And that's where I, I see this heading for the greater chunk of humanity, as long as we continue to focus on that, yeah. is we can do dinners, we can do a dessert, we can do all these things where it's just a nice little effect with it. And then maybe for me, then I'm not thinking about that glass of whiskey to finish everything off. Right. Like all of a sudden now I'm settled. Yeah, choose your own adventure. Maybe I am, maybe you I'm know. not. It doesn't matter. Maybe some of the homies at the table want to have, uh, yeah. you know, some sauternes and yeah. maybe some want to have, uh, right. a, you know, a and that's, lift. And everybody can make their own decision. And to me, it's like we have this entirely new toolkit and everybody just keeps grabbing the hammer. Yeah. You know, we're like, I know, hey. I know, I don't get it. That's my thing too. Is like, I think, and I get it too because there's kind of a land grab when it's in the Wild West, like as it has been locally yep. in Minnesota. There's been, you know, sort of a crazy situation of, you know, quick legalization and then lack of accountability for any, you know, any uh, regulation. And that's, I'm not mad at that either because I understand Ooh. that that may have had to happen. That was your Japanese whiskey moment, mm. but. I still think that there's a responsibility for the craftsmen totally. in this. And that to me is like, I'm not going to recommend something for someone who I don't believe, you know, it's like, that's the, the point of being a person who like, if you're going to curate and you're going to contextualize to me, there has to be a smarter intent than just like, let's roll this and let's go. Well, and this is yes. a great reminder for everyone out there, no matter where you're listening, um, that I'm, this has been said over and over and over again, but, we are the people that we've been waiting for. So if you want to make that change, then we have to be the ones going out and doing it. And I'm already like wincing, looking at my summer schedule, knowing that I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, interactive classes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing a lot of teaching sessions with staffs. You're going to have but to. That's, yeah. But that's the point. Like that's what we should do. If you're passionate about something and if you really want people to understand it, the only way, you can do whatever ad campaign you want on a grand scale, but the only way you're going to affect people directly and have them change their minds is by talking to mm -hmm. them. And so. That's how we got gay marriage. Yeah. So we're just going to keep pushing forward with that. And I, I just think it's really cool. Like the last two weeks going through the texts and the DMs and the emails that I've gotten about people that are like, I'm really excited about figuring out a way to do this. Can you help? Like, yes, 100%. And if I don't know how to do it, then let's work together until we figure it out. I like this. Because that's, that's how everything in my lifetime that I've been able to be a part of making my world better has been because a bunch of unqualified goofballs decided to try and work together and see if we could pull it off. Amen. And it keeps happening. It keeps oh, happening. If we just try. How lucky. Yeah, exactly. So I want to cheers to that. Cheers to that. Boom. Hey, okay, cheers. Boom. Yeah. Oops. Uh, Charles, by the way, this is that was my ooh, and this is delicious. Yeah. I do love this. Yep. It's Sorry, super I'm smooth. This. It's like a really nice, I mean, your mileage will vary, but for me, I love that I'm on a smoke. Yep. Yeah. It's not overwhelming, but if you like smoke, it's there for you. I've been to that distillery. Also, oh, you have? <laughs> that's, <Ooh. laughs> I was awesome. just going to say, Charles, that, that will be the next threat that I yell at you across the parking lot. What? what? If you want smoke, <laughs> it's here for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. <laughs> All right. Steph, we got a wordsmithing tab. Oh, oh, here we go. Bing. 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 Grammar hammer. 
Oh, dang. Okay, you can take this in any direction you please, but do you have a favorite word or phrase right now? Oh, that's so tough. Isn't it? It's <laughs> the that's worst. so tough. I mean, I was kind of known to, like, say situation a lot a long time ago. Yeah. Everything was like a situation. Yeah. Um, I have a problem when I overwrite. Like, when you're writing things down, you know, and actually writing copy for a print vehicle, you kind of, you know, when you go back through edit, you're like, wow, did I really use that word vibrant again? Yeah. Like, again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, gosh, that's a tough one. I have so many. I really do. And I'm sure there's, like, Friends of mine who would be screaming the answers to this. They're just yelling at their they car radio. They would be yelling at it, being like, you say this so much. Can I tell you? Okay. You think so, about it. We can go around the horn. You might, also, we might have to go around the horn. About. I have to yeah. go back. But I'm going to tell you this, and now you're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an earworm that you don't even know exists out there. Yeah. Or maybe you do. But this is something that everybody says. Everybody on radio, everybody here in a podcast, everybody says, and you can't unhear it once you hear it, it's this phrase. I will tell you. Oh, yeah. You heard that? Sure. All of a sudden, you can't ignore it. Like, everyone says it, and I'm really working hard not to say it. Uh, because I hear this, like, they pause and they go, I will tell you. And then you're like, why do you need to say that? You know the one I'm trying to eliminate from my vernacular? Saying for me. I, for why me. Why do I keep saying for me? For me. That part's, it's unnecessary. It's white yeah. noise. Like, I can just eliminate that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a toughie. Run. Okay, go around the horn. Let me know. Okay. Uh, Let's think about it. I, I'm I'm really struggling with my addiction to the word rad. rad. I love I love rad so much. Yeah. I love rad because people think it's so dumb that I say it. Yeah. And now I've beat it so much to death that I tried now to, they've started saying it back. You have been like try did you try to re uh -huh. like ignite rad? Uh -huh. 100%. Okay, because I tried to do that with Deese. Ooh, Deese. Deese. It like didn't that. go. It no. didn't go though. I'm doing go. tight right now. You're doing tight? I do that with a lot of stuff. That's I've been a good doing one tight. though. I've been doing tight. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I, I do also, it has been pointed out multiple times to me that, uh, I overuse amazing, but everyone oh, does, but I don't say the word amazing. I know. Oh, and we've Charles, talked about that. Than you. It it's was white when, noise it was when me. you pointed it out, amazing. but I will say, and you got a Minnesota, that second A, I, say, yeah. Yeah. I say it once I, in I'm a trying great to, while. I'm trying to get it all in there. I'm trying, I'm to, trying to say it when I mean it. How about Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you notice that whenever someone asks on TV, someone asks another person a question, that person tends to answer, even if there was never, it's just they start with absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then they start their explanation. Yeah. Uh, complete side note, uh, Norwegian folk, it always, I always forget about it until I get back there, but especially in like the southern part of Norway, they um, inhale, yeah, while you're saying, they go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the weirdest cuz like if you're not paying attention and you're not used to it you're like what are you hiccuping? What yeah. is okay. right, But right. no they're they're quietly agreeing with yeah. you which is the yeah. most Scandinavian thing yeah. possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk oh, over you. Yeah. But I do want you to know that I'm listening to you. So I'll just quietly Oh, do they it sort of like uh pitter-patter it in? Yeah. Like That's like I've noticed on um yeah. uh Japanese reality shows that they have a way of letting the other person know they're listening to them and it's literally just going hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the same. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I kind of yeah. like. It's, it's kind of like a little like horn it. coming around the corner. And once you beep, figure, beep, 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 once beep. you figure it out, it's great. But yeah. it's really disconcerting. Like when you're talking yeah. to somebody, you're yeah. like, why, why do all these people? Like, it's the, it's very clear air here. Yeah. Why is there breathing problems here? <laughs> Sounds like they're about to. Yeah. They're about to put a track on <laughs> yes. on your freestyle. <laughs> uh, but but really, <laughs> when it comes down to it. Uh, I'm always a sucker because I love, I'm a, a lyrics person with music. I'm getting more, I'm trying to get out of my head and be more of a just a music person and the lyrics are secondary. It's very, very hard for me. 
Uh, but the thing that I'm obsessed about, and I don't know if I've ever really articulated this out, so if this is awkward, I apologize. If you can use the same word twice but have it mean two different things in a couplet in a song, I will hook onto it forever. The easiest example that most people know is uh, the Beatles' Please Please Me. I think that that's so oh. fascinating because it's a way of boomeranging language where you're using two total words, but one of them twice, and they mean completely different things. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like that. If, if you can pull that off in a song or if you can pull it off as the rhyme with itself somehow and it means two different things, even though it seems like a cheat because you're using the same word twice, if it has two different meanings, I like that. And I, I've, I've never known that was a thing that I was really into until I've been trying to be better about like writing down when, because I have just so much music playing all the time. If something hits me, yeah. I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to write that line down and what song it is. And then scrolling through, I was like, oh, there's a whole bunch of these. And I just apparently really enjoy that. That's cool. I love, love that. That just, it makes me happy. It's like a... I don't know. It's 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 like a like like leaving it's an a Easter linguistic egg. trick, right? But it's also like leaving like a, a little treat for those of you that think about it. Yeah. Like, hey, wink! I did yeah. that thing. I like, got you. Most people might not notice it, but if you do, like, hat tip. Yeah. You're, you're in the you're in the club. You're in the club. And that makes me. I just really. Anybody that plays, you didn't even try to snipe you with that kind of right. Picture. Yeah, know, exactly. Right? Like um, anybody that plays with language in a way where it seems like a little bit of an elbow tap to like the grammar nerd next to them. I'm always really excited about Um, another one. Sorry. I just, I love stuff like this. So for listeners out there, um, Andre 3000 from outcast is really incredible at this. Um, When he's, when he's rhyming uh, in his verses, of course, like the, the last word in each stanza usually rhymes. Right. But he will stack, especially in, started, it started on AT Aliens, their second album, but it kept going and got more and more and more as his career went on. He'll pick the same word earlier in the sentence and also rhyme that. And then he'll take a third word and only rhyme that like four lines later. Ooh. And the structure that it, the amount of creativity that it takes to create something like that is so interesting to me. And I can't tell if, like, is that just him having fun? Or does his brain just process those patterns and automatically... Like, I don't know if it's a conscious joke or if it's actually him trying to show, like, hey, we're having fun. Or if it's just his brain finds these patterns and he sees it differently than we do. That seems Hmm. like uh, craftsmanship. But It is craftsmanship. You've got to think, It's just... It's absolutely incredible. And if you... uh, To anybody that is kind of wondering about this... I'm not going to rap on the show. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, um, look up, uh, like go to YouTube or even on Instagram, I think if you search it, but look up Andre after 3000 rhyming patterns. After the show. And after the show. And they'll, they'll, <laughs> yeah, they'll um, there's a video that I found on YouTube that will um, highlight in different colors which words are going to be rhyming as it goes. Yeah. And when you, when you take a second, look back at the whole verse, over half of it is colored. That's because he found different ways to rhyme different words, and it's never on the one that's getting the emphasis. That's that's like the look over here, but then he's doing all kinds of cool yeah, shit over here. That's craftsmanship. Yeah. You're so right, Charles. That's and, craftsmanship. And I just sit like there. There are a lot of times, and I love Big Boy's rapper. I, I I've seen him live twice. I think he's incredible. But there are times where I'll skip just to Andre's verses. Yeah. Just because I want to be like, oh, let me hear you do that again. Yeah. Like that's yeah. so cool. 
<laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So a little fun fun nugget for you to go research if you're into hip hop at all. But that uh, that that man absolutely mystifies me. Gotta love a fun nugget, right? Hmm. It's another T-shirt for us. It's another T-shirt. <laughs> is it? Is it though? Is it? I'll just put put our faces. Fun nugget. <laughs> um, what about you, pal? I I'll I'll go ahead if you yeah. if you would like for me to. So I have a word that um, Marnie always kind of rolls her eyes when I say it, and it's been remarked upon on the show before. Unctuous. I love the word unctuous. Unctuous is a great. Oh, word. amen. Cheers to you. Yeah. That's, That's a, a word, great yeah. word. Seriously. I, I, I try to, you know, if I'm writing ad copy or anything else I'm writing, I try not to overlap a whole lot, you know. I, you know, I, I like to use synonyms, but umami and unctuous are the two words you can use to describe that specific. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of, we don't have a whole lot of other synonyms the, for either of those. That's, the, that's no. the wiggle room that you have for something. You know, you can call it rich, but if you want to be colorful about the words that you're using. The word unctuous is just a fucking fantastic word. Oh, it's so word. great. I want the inside of my it's, mouth and to it's look not like common, so it like, when you say it. Yeah, you, you really know, get unctuous. it. You really get it. So I, I always really lean into, if I'm saying it to Marnie, I really lean in. You oh, really unctuous. lean in. This unctuous. is really unctuous. unctuous. Yeah, no, I think that's good. <laughs> I want the inside of my mouth to look like the backside of the shimmer of a jet engine. It's pretty much <laughs> like an oily happiness. Yes, oily yeah. happiness. That's happy- what... <laughs> That's how I'm claiming that one for you. Yeah. Oily happiness. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't hit the same, does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, and that's maybe, like, for me, I guess, like, the thing I maybe overuse sometimes. Well, here's the thing. is like, my poor editors. I really just make up words. And I really feel like, as an English major, that's what my degree was in, yeah. was, like, now I'm licensed to make up words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes I get into the place where I've written zhuzh too many words too many yeah. times. Yeah. And I'm like, everyone's like, how do you, how do we spell that again? And I'm like, how do you spell it? Do you guys know? No, I, I don't think there's so. There's no actual way to spell it. I, you okay. can choose. So I've, I've, I've literally typed this out a number of times and then deleted it and then put something else in yeah. there because I was too nervous. But the, the spelling that made my brain the happiest yeah. was... Z H U Z H. That's a pretty good one. Zhuzh. Zhuzh. Mine goes Z S C H O O C H. I know. I get a little German in there. That's yeah. the thing. Is I'm like a little Zhuzh. bit, a little bit of zush, zush in there. Wir haben die zush, yeah. I just felt like I felt like like. Z H U Z H. That's pretty good looks, though. It looks to me. It looks like you wanted to like do this, and you can't see me, but I'm doing like a kind of a parabellum. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it it also it it reads to me like something that would have been written at a cafe in somewhere along the Mediterranean yeah. in North Africa that was occupied by the French. Like that looks like one of those words that would have been pushed together yeah. by a French colonial spelling of a sound that they heard. I love that. Somebody made a little onomatopoeia. Was, yeah, yeah. But let me be very clear about something that I think is truthful and as someone who puts words out into a formal space and in paper, which is also a weirder thing, because people want to tell me all the time that I'm wrong about things. Of course. And yeah. I love that for you, but not for me. <laughs> but what I want everyone to remember, please go back, and sometimes I say this, like, please go back and read your Milton. Read some oh. stuff, the Middle English things that were like, the word soft came off as suck, you know? And I mean, that is not a thing that you can possibly ever 
you can't correct that. Like, you can't understand that that's the evolution of how this all goes. And so instead of trying to hold me down into one specific moment, I think you need to, like, let us all be a little freer and, Mm -hmm. like, understand that it doesn't mean that you're not educated and it doesn't mean that you're not you're not elevated and that you don't know what you know. You do know what you know. But guess what? Everything we all know changes anyway. Mm-hmm. So move on. My wife, who's a language teacher, okay. always says, all words are made up words. All Correct. words are what? All words are made up words. They're all made up. We if all agree. If you say something and we people all agree. understand what you're saying, technically, yes. it's a word because the word is referring to a thing. And if people understand what you're saying, yeah, it's kind of a word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a word. Look at the word through and the word thought, and then tell me that there's some sort of sense to this. Read, like, read, lead, yeah, yeah, led. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't thought through. Yeah. No. F that. No. Did you get it? Yes. Ah! See what I did? I just okay. did. See what you did there? All right. That's why I paused. I was like, wait, he just did it. Oh, what a dickhead. All right. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> right? We did it? We made a full circle? Made huh? a full circle. All right. This stuff is kind of unctuous. Mm. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Absolutely Amazing. Okay, taking a pause for a hot second. It's the smoke. The smoke makes it (laughs) unjuls. It's oily happiness. You know what that that made me think of? You know what oily happiness made me think of? If you put unctuous or umami into the Google Translator and you went back and forth like four times. It would would like change. (laughs) It would just say oily happiness. You're like, what? (laughs) Oily happiness. I think you guys need, we need to like hats that just says oily happiness. I'm in. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm going to make a note. I got to make a (laughs) note. No one would get it. And everyone would be like, what do you mean by that? And you'd be like, I don't need to explain my art to you. I'm not not oily (laughs) happiness. I'm unctuous, baby. I'm unctuous. (laughs) What if someone, you wore a hat that said oily happiness and someone was like, dude, unctuous. You'd be like, you're my people. Dude, that's it. You're my people. There is, Steph, I have to tell you this story. Uh, the first time that I went and saw Beyonce live, uh, my wife and I went with two good friends of ours, and uh, they had like matching outfits and this whole thing. And then Abe uh, and I wore uh, T-shirts that I had made that said the letter B and the number eleven, and then in parentheses it said en español, which is Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> and yeah. people would just walk past and like give us the weirdest looks. And f- like I was kind of bummed. I'm like nobody. Nobody's getting someone, this. please. And there was a, a a really bad, crazy thunderstorm that rolled through. So the whole show got delayed for like 25 minutes. So they packed the entire stadium into the concourses. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's absolute sardines in a tin. Yeah. And everybody's just kind of smooshed. And I found if I stood on a railing that I could like hold on to something and just kind of eliminate myself from the smush. Yep. So I'm standing there. And I just hear this. Whoop, there we go. Oh, now it's a party. <laughs> now it's a party. 80, 86 episodes in, I believe we have our first glass break. That is awesome. <laughs> so, this table's been giving us trouble yeah, for, for, for some weird reason. For our every episode listeners, uh, you've heard us talk about Charles's table for the last three episodes. And uh, I think it issue. finally took it personally. I'm really lucky I caught the mic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, honestly, that was skilled, man. Okay, th- so just if for we were for, like even two more questions in, you would know. What for it. everybody listening, uh, what hit the floor was a single cordial glass, a cigar lighter, and a plastic cup. What Charles saved 
was the very expensive microphone mic arm and the Japanese whiskey. Yes, So I'm going to go ahead that. and say that is a fucking hero move, my friends. Yeah, that Split was... second prioritization. It was. <laughs> one one-hundredth of a second in the air. Arigato. Like, Arigato. Oh, that's amazing. Well, uh, yeah, I... I mean, do we? Is this, is this your topic? What? Yeah, yeah. So I, well, I was just gonna finish the Beyonce thing. So I'm okay. standing there just okay. hanging then, on a then, railing, and then render your topic while I clean up, so we can continue recording. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, so literally, I just hear this one woman's voice go, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Yeah. And I look over like, "What's awesome?" And she's pointing. Oh, she's and pointing. She points at, you. at her shirt, and yeah. then she points back at it. I was like, "Someone, Someone got, got it. it!" And then a couple other people cheered, and I'm like, "You don't fucking get it. No, you don't like, get you're it. You're just cheering. You, you don't want get to be a part to know. of it." But yeah. to whoever that girl is, by section 126, oh. you were rad because you were the only one who understood that shirt. And it makes don't me you love when you have a nerd joke and you have you find the fellow nerd in the crowd? I would almost rather I would only rather. have the one person yeah. get it. Yeah, there's a there's. I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, when I was DJing, yeah. um, for one of the clubs that I DJed at, the DJ booth was on the second floor. So I'm looking out over the whole dance floor. And I used to, every night, I would try and put one like kind of prank song on yeah. and just see if somebody would notice. And then I'd you know, dip back out of it. And every time, if you saw it, it was always the person who would like look up and not look at, and, like just stare into the middle distance for a second and then just slowly turn to the booth. I was like, you are my person. Like, come up here. I'm going to buy you a drink. That's awesome. Like, yeah. you understood whatever dumb shit I was doing or whatever wordplay I was doing. One person is all I want. The whole crowd, no, right. not worth it. No, it's very true. So, Jake has, are you guys uh, Hitchhiker's Guide fans? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so he has, he has a sweatshirt that says 42 in the middle. Absolutely. And there's a Venn diagram of life, the universe, and everything. Uh, and it's like, you have to know it. And he wore it to the state fair one year, and it was like, he walked around, you know, and it was just like... It just took the right person to be like, dude. And then you just feel a kinship. You feel not alone in the universe. 100%. You skip past all yep. the dumb bullshit Doesn't of matter. getting to know somebody. You're like, we're already friends. Yeah, we're already What friends. else are you into? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I see you, my brat. I, I told every like, I had a little small get together for my 42nd. And I told everybody, don't forget your towel. And it was interesting to see who Perfection. got it and who didn't. Perfection. <laughs> like, well what? done, you. Do we need a towel for something? Yeah, like, yeah you nah, do. You're mind. like, if you don't know how to carry it, yep. I can't help you. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> we are lost. The Vogons okay. are coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So this is a, it's an interesting question, and mm. it's something that I've honestly been wrestling with. Okay. And I was going to text you this mm. if we hadn't been able to pull this show off. Can we be clear that I don't know any of these questions? No. Do we all know that? I mean, uh, yeah, I think we that. talk about it every okay. now and then, but just all to right. reiterate, like, uh, Charles and I send the questions to each other the day of the interview yeah. or the co-hosting, and then right. uh, and then you find out as we're asking them. As we're so asking, so this, this is riff. But this was actually something that I was really strongly curious about. Okay. So um, in a little less than six weeks... Uh, Charles and I, along with a number of other people, are getting on planes to Denmark to go to Noma. And Ooh. I would be lying if I said that there's not a little part of me that's been wrestling with the opulence of this decision. And as somebody who is not not worried about finances and whatnot, right. like, there's a part of me that just feels like I, I am not the kind of person that can spend this kind of money. The flip side of that is... I am the kind of person that really believes in if there is something that seems amazing as a treat for yourself, as a holy shit, you've been killing it, why wouldn't you want this for yourself? 
like that's the and that's that's what won out. That's why I have tickets. That's why we have an Airbnb. That's why we're going. What I wanted to ask you is, where do you sit on that spectrum? And then, what is your ultimate indulgence for treating yourself? So, and it doesn't have to be a single thing. It could just be like this is what I go over the top on. Where do I sit on the spectrum? Let me be very clear that I believe in maximalism. Yes. And I believe that life is here and we are in this moment to eke out all the joys. Correct. And there's enough hard, there's enough pain and everything else that we, for some reason, like feel that we have to owe things to, but yet we skip over what we owe to the joy. And I, I would like... thing you posted about maximalism. Okay, I just was going to say, I pulled that up because I yeah. would like to sort yeah. of like read yeah. that a little bit. Because no, I didn't, I didn't I see this one. Okay, so this is called... This is a little poem by this woman who is a, an account I follow, but I love her because she kind of riffs on Mary Oliver, but she's like not Mary Oliver, who is wonderful. But she says, it's called maximalism, okay. babe. And she says, why shouldn't I stop and smell espresso beans or say in a voice a little too loud, this is the best margarita I've ever had or use a full curse word or have my dessert first. Why shouldn't I give it my all and do it for the story and leap before looking and let love consume me? Why shouldn't I use my expensive face creams with abandon? Yes. Why, you know, why shouldn't I use my uh, text my text, I'm sorry, triple text my crush, laugh at my own jokes, cry at commands, sing at the top of my lungs while I vacuum, buy the orange chair, paint the town yes. purple, and fly across the country for a weekend just to pinch a cheek. Fuck Why yeah. shouldn't I hold your face in both of my hands at 11.30 a.m. on a Tuesday while you're chopping a salad and remind you that you are the center of my happiest days? Why shouldn't I memorize how the sun comes in from the front window, turn up the music, give the dog a piece of cheese, say what I mean, lay my hair down, forgive fast, believe that the best is yet to come, Tell me, no, really, why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't you? Fuck yeah. What yes, I'm yes, telling yes, 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 you yes. is yeah. that the thing that I've learned most in the last six months is that life is only here while you're here. Mm -hmm. And that you can never, ever, ever get back every moment. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't measure it. And that yeah. doesn't mean you shouldn't be conscious of the ways that you spend it. But it also means that you shouldn't be tallying the score totally and i feel like if you have an opportunity and i feel like if you have a thing that kind of goes into an experience that is some something unique and of the moment you're this is never going to happen again for you that, this like i don't it. care like i understand that there's moments where we have to consider about impacting the earth and impacting you know all the things and there are moments where you have to think about the others but there are also moments that you get to have a singular thing that is spectacularly not appropriate. That well, and that's what that's what won out. I mean, that's that's the end decision. The the wrestle, I think, is that no matter what, in my head, I'm still a poor kid that's one paycheck away from being on the street. And I know, I know, in my front brain that that's not the case. Yeah. But it's impossible through all the things that I've done mentally over the last twenty years. It's been impossible for me to lose that. That said. The celebrate everything, it just gets realer the older yeah. you get because you realize how many less people that you care about are around. And none of them got a chance to do like, hey, oh, it's going to be three days to do everything you want to do. Like, I'm, I, I don't 
I, that's what I couldn't pass up was, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm seeing all of the artists. I'm, I'm going to all of the shows because I'm tired of saying I'll catch them on the next round. Cause I don't know how many more rounds they're going to have. And this just fell into that of, I actually know they're closing. Yeah. This literally no, we won't know happen again. We know it's not, it's, it won't exist on the planet again. So let's go. So then in, in jumping in, I just didn't want to assume that you're, flowing in the maximalism but that you are no i'm in what is what is your what does that look like to you is there something specific that you're looking towards is there a new a new thing that you've turned up that you do for yourself on a regular basis because i think we we especially i can't speak for everybody out there but for our listeners that are in the midwest and in scandinavia we are prone to underplaying things that make us happy because somehow that's not culturally okay and i want to do the opposite so let me be very clear about maximalism is that it's not about, it's not about, it's, it's a, like you have this moment, right? And this is a big moment. And this is like, there's a lot involved. There's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of expense. There's a lot of things. And that is the truth. That is thing. But just like what I said, the, or what I was reading about, it's like maximalism is, it can be a small moment and it can be a small thing about sitting on your deck and putting your phone, shutting your phone off and sitting in a moment with a great bottle of whiskey yeah. and having your friend there and, and indulging in like, I'm not going to answer the emails. I'm oh, not going to yeah. look at anything. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you this. So like, and we haven't talked about it, but like my mom is in a place where she is 83 and she's on her way out. And she is the thing that is the most impactful for me at this moment is the fact that she says and she's on her own terms and she's got her space but she has said there's like I keep going like do you want to go do this do you want to should we go have another trip or do we and she is great and she is like I've lived this pretty big life and I've had all these experiences and I feel that everything that I represent the people that I love know that they that I love them and I am in a really great and I've like I don't even need to see everybody again. It's not about revisiting. It's about knowing yourself and knowing what you have as far as a fullness. And I strive for this fullness. And I don't, it's literally not about like gaining more things. And that's super important to understand because I'm not about, I live in a tiny house and I've pared down through the years to things, but the fullness comes and you know this, the fullness comes from the people that see you. And how they see you. And I think it's more about those kind of things than it is ever about a thing, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, what I'm gathering are those people who are the right people in my circles and and being able to be present with them. And, and I, that's, I hate that, that bullshit of like the therapy speak of let's be present in the moment. But I'm just saying what to me that means is like it's putting away the things, everything else, and giving them your full attention, not scrolling on your phone, not trying to make a photograph of something, not trying to make a reel so that you can get engagement. It's about just giving them your personhood and your heart and your words. That's the first thing I say at every wedding. Is it? As, I, if, as long as they have a, an actual photographer hired, yeah. I, before we start anything, I, I ask both of them, I'm like, are you ready? Yep. Okay. I introduce who I am, and then I say, if you have a phone out right now, please put it away. Yeah. The reason that we're here is for these two who are in love, and they would both like, and I would as well, 
I need to just be present for these moments. Yeah. There's an incredible photographer who's taking pictures. And you know what? They're going to look, those pictures are going to look a whole lot better if your phones aren't sitting up there while you're looking up in a weird way. Like just, let's all just be present and let's be there for that. I 100% agree with you. And let me be very clear about one other thing is that it is the gift of the give and the take, which means that the good things that you get, we have a little saying in our family that the, the good things are hard and the hard things are good. And that means that you do not deny the moment that is the hard moment because that is also giving mm-hmm. to you. And you never, ever look away. You go through it and you look at square in the face. As hard and as painful as it is, you do the work. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it's the joy of the work of the build. And the build is how you get to 83 and go, yeah, I'm good. That's how you get there. That's yeah. my entire goal. That's my next freaking 30 years. I'm in. I'm I done. I'm, I'm working at it. I love it. Yeah. To echo the drumbeat of maximalism, like I have a lot of tenets, like a lot of shit that I say all the time, as most people in this room know. <laughs> one, of my things, one of my things that I like to say, and it refers to the fact that it doesn't have to be lavish. No. It doesn't have no. to be expensive, but one of my tenets is use the 18-year balsamic. Because if yes. you're looking at your counter and you got the shitty balsamic, and again, we're talking about balsamic because mm-hmm. we love to talk about balsamic. I, know, I knew favorite. we'd get there. It's my favorite thing. It's use the 10-year use the balsamic. Yeah. Eight, eight dashes of the 10-year balsamic costs me 60 cents, but people have this mentality where they freeze themselves from fully enjoying themselves. And whether it's Catholic guilt or a rigor of like American society where we feel like we have to impress like this guilt upon ourselves to not enjoy ourselves more than the people that surround us or maybe people that are even distant from us. It's something that I've vanquished from my life. I want to live my life fully. I want to live without regret. I never want to, and to a fault, let's be, let's be clear, to a fault, because sometimes I think I push too hard when I could slow down, but I never want to look back when I'm 83 and say, I could have done it, I should have done it, I could have seen that person, I could have been with that person, but there are... I'm working on finding balance because sometimes I rev my RPMs all the way up when I could be more content. But regret is also important. And gre- mm. regret informs, mm. right? And so regret is a, is a learning tool in the moment. And so I don't beat yourself up too hard for that stuff, right? I mean, like forever, like knowing that. Because I feel like sometimes we run from saying, like when people say they don't want to feel regret, they kind of then they go overly, they don't think about it because they're just trying to cancel out. But what I'm saying is, and I see what you're saying and I totally agree. Yeah. But the idea that it's okay to make a choice that's not going to be right. It's, an, it's, it's never a intentional in the moment. Right, right, like, right. I never say to myself, right. I don't want to regret not doing this. Right. I don't do that. To no, myself. you don't do that. No. But I know latently yeah. I, I do everything, 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 everything. And I'm learning like via therapy that it's okay sometimes to Pick the thing that yes. can still be enjoyable that isn't star grazing or because that's what it is. If we're talking about like, what do you do to treat yourself? Because yep. that's kind of the, yep. no, it's the true. central component of this, this topic of conversation. Yeah. What I do is I, I star graze. I go to Noma. Um, I, and then the other thing that I do, the, the other side of the coin is um, I go to, you know, D'Artagnan or Jadori chicken or Alban Canard and like yes. order stuff. And yes. then I, entertain yes. and i do like you share you know nate just walked into the room two-time former guest nathan beck is is in the house smoking a cigar alongside me 
Uh, you got the sprinkles. He knows. <laughs> he knows. I like to, you know, have people in the yard, and we fucking go bonkers it could, because it brings me great joy. Because so you a, share. Yeah, the way of treating. You are overflowing is, with your joy, and then you share. Yeah, it's no good if it's just for me. It's no good. Like uh, that's the secret. I use my electric spit roaster to roast that milk-fed suckling pig late last summer. And I hadn't invited anybody over because I didn't know if all the equipment was going to agree with me. Even though, like, I knew I'd figure it out. But once it was done, I was like, hello, I need help eating this pig. Help! But help. it wouldn't have been fun to eat that by just no. my, my wife and I. Like, someone had to be there with yeah. us. Yeah. With the pig spread out on the table and the cleaver out and all the accoutrement. And don't you think that's the gift of us being, like, food people and drink people? Is because we inherently kind of already cleave to that notion that everything is better if you're if you have someone else totally. that you can pass something yeah, to, like sure. you're never in it alone, really. It's never selfish. Yes. And it I is, was not sad to get a table for eight at Noma because I mean, that was the table that I that I found. Yeah. But it brought me joy because I knew that it is possible that I could find someone who would like to accompany us yeah. on that adventure. And if I could say anything to drop out of my part of this conversation, Guam, on air... I want you to relinquish yourself of any, like, you you're, you made the bed. We're going, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to be able to sit there and, like, not think about anything but being there. And I'm, I'm certain you will. I just want to echo that or perhaps, yeah. like, reinforce it that I hope that you can look at an experience like that and not be like, God damn it, this was well, you know, no, $600. No, no. We're, we're, past, we're past that. Like, uh, also, again, using the tools of therapy, <laughs> it was more just that was the first reaction that I had. Was like I was like yeah let's go and then I went home and I was like uh is that am am I that because that's not the way that I express it and that that was I, I I wanted to throw that out because I thought it was an easy hey this is why I'm asking this question right? yeah and I like that you both took it in directions that that I wasn't necessarily intending but honestly it's more informative to hear yeah. what have, both of you have said and the reason that I asked it was what I realized was that I have, I have an, an in and an out version of this for me. And this was how I, I set it in my brain and why after a night of like, ah, then no, no, we have to do this. And it's because on the, on the I want to, like I have so much love inside of me, I want to explode it out uh, to everyone around me. That's when we cook for people. And yeah. I, I just, as the weather has gotten nice here, um, I've had three in a row outdoor dinners and that is so beautiful. And each one of them has been with people that I love very much. Uh, sadly, only one of them is with my wife because she's out of town for work. Yeah. But I love that I have other people in my life that are so wonderful that it fills my cup, you know, in a different way when they come over and we cooked really ridiculous stuff and we cooked really low rent stuff, if you will. And it was still just beautiful and wonderful. And then I thought about it and I, and you couple it with us wandering around at Arter World for two straight days mm -hmm. and uh, Charles, and it's like, Oh, then we were having drinks and we were outside. We were talking to people. That's one side of it. But when I really just need, I need the light on me to refill my solar panel. That's when I go to a concert. Yeah. And sometimes I go with somebody and we talked about that on I think the last episode. Right. Sometimes I go by myself and I have two shows coming up that I'm going to by myself. And I was explaining that to somebody and he looked at me like I was crazy and he's like why would you do that? 
And I said, because that is my, that, that's my church. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what puts all of everything back inside of me. Yep. And if there's somebody that overlaps with whatever band I'm seeing that I think is really going to enjoy it, yeah, let's go together. But instead of asking somebody to go that's not going to see them the same way that I do, that's not going to hear it the same way that I do, I finally have let go. And that's, I think, become my biggest indulgence. And it's not the most expensive, but it's that I give myself an entire night of relatively zero talking. I'm not on my phone at all unless I'm saying, hey, I was hoping maybe you'd be here. Are you here? Nope. Okay, never mind. Outside of that, there's, there's no texting. There's yeah. no sh- like I'll shoot. If I know well, the band well enough, I'll shoot one video of where I think an emotional high point will be. Yeah. And then maybe a picture or two. O- other than that, that is my chance to recharge my battery. And sure. what I wanted to... Th- the reason I wanted to bring that up was because it's a reminder that it's not the money that's the point. It's giving yourself time. It is the time. And the, the more that we integrate ourselves and the more that technology runs everything, telling yourself that you're going to give yourself some time to be you, I think is the most important thing. And I love that you said that because there's also things that, like we've said, that I've said that may not apply to people who are not like there are people who like as a public person I find different ways of being quiet or being maximal in my attention span but there are other people who are quiet in their normal lives and need to kind of push out and be bigger and I would never rob that from someone so it really is about like I love that you said that because that is really it's so personal but that's the key is really finding that moment within your own and I, I didn't say it but actually now that you just made that point I am not a public figure like you, but I am. I I, I dabble. You I dabble in the realm, <laughs> and that's also a space where I know for at least eighty percent of the time, no one can talk to me. Yeah, and I don't have to. I don't have to say anything back. If I just say I'm really watching the show, do you mind? Most people are like, "Oh, cool, yeah, sorry," and then I can just focus in on that. And that is the most important time. I appreciate the context of you saying because you've remarked many times on the show about like how you, how much you enjoy going to shows by yourself. But I like that you added the context of that you would you like to go to shows with people if they're they're gonna get it, mm-hmm. and if they're not, then you just as well go yourself because I could see parallels to my own life in that way with things that I do. But that's important. I'm going to one of my Holy Trinity bands tomorrow night. Yes, Converge is playing yes. downtown. They haven't been here in a long, long time. I'm going with Dan Herman from Falling Knife because he's one of few people I know has an appreciation for their works. And if he were unable to go, I don't know if I would mm-hmm. fill the seat. I might just eat the cost so that I can actually. So you can go it. by yourself. Yeah. Right. It also it's a sliding scale, and I, I would say the same thing about like you know a, a private dinner or something. Yeah. It's also a, yeah. a sliding scale, and like how much do I personally have invested in this art? Right. Like if it's something that I really love, then I probably am leaning more towards going solo. If it's just a band that I think would be fun, then I'm like, hey, let's just go have a good time. Right, right, right. But that's, it's, it's just giving yourself time. The older I get, and that was, again, it goes back to this Noma thing, that it, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't the money that I was freaking out about, even though the, the shitty sludge monster in the back of my brain was trying to say you're just a poor kid that doesn't deserve this. What it really was was, I was afraid to give myself that much time. Yeah. And that that it was okay for me to just, you know, tell my job and tell tell my wife and tell my friends like, "Hey, you know, and to be fair, Jenny was also invited. Unfortunately, work just did not work out for her. But to she was like, "No, babe, go." And 
I couldn't right away say yes, but I, I got there. And it was because I had to give myself that permission. I would invite people to think about things and maybe they don't think about it the way that it seems to me that there's a lot of people with social pressures because of their social media and because of the way they think other people think and they consider everybody else's opinions almost maybe before their own opinions. And I feel like there's something about that that leads everyone to almost like what you're saying. Like, I know people are going to be mad that I'm doing this or like, I know others are going to think that I'm this or I'm doing this. And yet in some way, shape or form, we've come to almost weigh that as uh, more important than our opinions about ourselves. And I feel like you're never really going to evolve as a person unless you really are weighing it against your own self instead of other people. And so for me, that's why, you know, like when people tell me that I'm whatever, you know, I just sort of think, well, I take stock and then I take a moment of like, of a private moment. And then it's like, but what do I think about that? Like, what do I know about myself? And what you know about yourself is what you're saying. Like, you're not like you have this space, you have this opportunity, you have this moment and it's a singular moment. And I guarantee you, you're not coming out of this unequal. Absolutely not. So that's kind of excellent. And it's, It's okay to be a completionist, but the other problem with society is gamification has made it so that people perhaps aren't enjoying what they're doing. They're just thinking about adding more to the collection of those things right. that they've done. Right. So for me, uh, very recently, for me, God damn it, very recently, <laughs> someone asked me how many Michelin stars I had. Absolutely. And I, and I said, I have no fucking idea. I don't know. <laughs> I did. I tallied it up because I was actually curious after being asked, but I don't do it to collect them. I do it because... Turns out the batting average is pretty high if Michelin recommends a restaurant that it's actually going to be a pretty good fine dining pretty, restaurant. Yeah, it's actually kind of real. That's why In I... In of itself. That's why, I, that's why I trust it. I don't trust it so that I can gamify it and say this is how many stars I have, how many stars You're do not you wearing have. it as bad. You're using it as a tool. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I would say, like, it's okay if you gamify things or you're a completionist and you say, like, I've had X number of California cabs. That's fine. If for some reason, you know, that's the way your brain works... But if you're doing it to keep a tally, you're probably not fully enjoying Maybe it. you're not really appreciating it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I did this. It's funny. I just, I did the same thing with <laughs> the amount of bands that I've seen. I went through, I went through, I had an old ticket box and I went through and I wrote them all down and then I went through my library like, who have I seen? And it's, it was mortifying. Like to actually like, look, I made an alphabetical list. You weren't mortified. You were exhilarated. I was not. I, I actually <laughs> was like, kind of, like. When well, I'll be taking those tickets then. That's yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. Yeah, cheers okay, to that. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to, to that. Cheers to maximalism. 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 I'm in. We called the Nicole Crowder episode middle middle malists. Middle malists. Middle malists. Really big. The made up word about which you have legal license to have. Maximalism. Yes. Minimalism. Minimalism. And it's not about Middle Earth. So if we do have one one last pour of the single Yeah, I'm taking the pull of the Yoichi. Come on. All right. So topic number five. Topic number five. All right. So I have an unhealthy relationship with salt. (laughs) I'm a salt tooth. I call myself a salt tooth. Uh, And... you know, I'm I'm aging and like yeah. I got to consider my diet more and things like that. It's something that I never thought I'd have to think about, but you know, someday, you know, those are things that do need to be considered. It's making me realize someday I might need to chill the fuck out on sodium. I mean, is there a thing you hope you never have to stop eating or that you'll be really sad that you have to stop consuming? 
I mean, is it so obvious to say whiskey? I mean, I think that it might be so obvious. <laughs> no, you guys, I answer. literally no. was thinking about on the way over. So I, of course, and I'm no, I'm no shame at 52, like love being the age I am. Yeah. And, yes. but I'm just saying like a woman's body at 52 is not the same body she was at 42. And so I've just, you know, I try to like measure and especially someone who freaking works and who works at eating and drinking for a living. Let me just tell you guys, I'm in a level set right now. The state fair nearly kills me. Now, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but nonetheless, I have a new relationship with things like that. And I, it kind of weirdly goes along. Same thing with that, like THC beverage moment we were having, not, not the beverage moment, but like the entire thing of like, I don't indulge in whiskey because I want to get drunk ever, but I love it. Like I love a really great whiskey cocktail that has, or even just a whiskey and two fingers, you know, cold, just like neat with like a rock on the side, a little water to dab to kind of open up and to like discover the magic of it. God, I heard you say neat with arak on the side. Like what? Lebanese ara. I was like, damn, oh, no. girl, you're getting after What's it. What do you that? mean you don't like to get I drunk? I don't even know. It's like Uzo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That's what, what I heard in my Woo. Lebanese brain. Sorry to Yeah, no, rock. <laughs> a rocker water on the side. But I, I kind of, uh, I also know, like, again, it's kind of like the only tattoo I have is that change mm -hmm. is the only thing that we can ever count on in this universe. That's the only thing you have, you guys. You can't hold on. Nothing stays. And so... Everything changes, and so I know that the way that I that a way that I perceive whiskey today is not the way that I perceived it even ten years ago when I was on the journey and I was discovering it, and I was just freaking falling in love, like mad, Crushing. fucking love wow. with like God sipping mash and talking trash. I mean, that was everything <laughs> to me. I did all of the distilleries, I did all of the stuff, and I love it in a weird ass way, but. I also know, like, as relationships go, you have to kind of mellow and you have to find a space where the magic can still live. And I find that, for me, I have... The funny thing is, if you walk into my house, which I still challenge, actually, all three of you to do someday, but you walk into my house and there's a massive barmoire. Ooh, it like is an that. armoire that I'm is in. I'm turned in. into a bar, and there's bottles on top, there's bottles within, there's bottles to the side, there's bottles in the basement, because I love all these things, right? And then the true key where people are like, oh, you drink too much. I'm like, actually, I don't. You can see that these bottles are half empty. Like, yeah. if I was an alcoholic in that sense, yeah. they'd be gone. Correct. There'd be right. nothing here. But I know that there's a, there's, to me, there is a, an appreciation and that I don't need to consume like a massive amounts in order to understand and to really kind of like find the music within. And so I'm good. I'm good with it. And I'm hoping I don't have to like give it up ever. But if I do, I also know that I've, I've, I've read amazing stories within each bottle. Yep. And I'm okay with that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's great. I and that's, that. that's like, that speaks to the soul in the way that like, I feel that if you are like a food and drink human who really, really understands what you're doing here, like, like flavors and great and consuming is one thing. And that is where your body then I'm hoping that I'm coming to an age where I'm reading more into the lyrical mm -hmm. aspects of the consumption yes, instead yes, of yes. just that sensual moment of like, oh, this tastes so good. Ugh. 
Like, that's great. I love that still, but what can we go beyond that? How do we get to that next level of understanding? And that's, there's more to it. So that's where I am with that. Off, off mic, I'll tell you a lyrical story about the, the Balvenie. The Balvenie. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. It was, it was, it's exceptionally rad when, uh, <laughs> when you find, when absolutely. you, when you have, absolutely. was there a zhuzh in there? Like, at least to me, to me, when, when, when life zhuzhes you say. in the direction, I will say it's then wonderful to it find back. out that somebody else on the poetic scale saw the same thing in something that you did. And it's impossible. It's impossible to extricate the two. Yeah. Like now, he is forever involved in everything yeah. that I have in that. And yeah. I, I, it, it was pure happenstance that I even found that out, and then it became a thing. So yeah. it's, I, one hundred percent agree with you. My, uh, my thing. When I read your question, mm. my brain immediately jumped to it, and it still is the thing. And actually, after what I just said about my weird mental issues with Noma, I think this is why pasta. If I developed like a straight up like gluten insensitivity tomorrow, I could give up beer and not really mm, ever think about okay. it. Every now and then I'd smell a lager and be like, oh, or like, like a hoppy. But with the, with the push of like hop waters and hoppy refreshers everywhere, I feel like I could scratch the hop itch pretty decently. But pasta was there with me when I literally had nothing. When I was paying my rent to cover the last couple dollars in change. Yeah. A box of pasta a can of tuna and a shaker of shitty craft Parmesan was there for me. <laughs> the green me. can. The green can. The green can. A new sponsor coming. That was, was that was, that was there for me. Yeah. And now that I get that same feeling when I make, or I go buy fresh pasta and we do an all day sauce and we hit it. It's still that hug. There's something about that al dente bite and that chew that I can't replicate in any other way. I, I know this is heresy and there are people that are literally going to throw their phones across their car. I honestly think I could even walk away from bread. But I don't no, know I don't know I, what I would do without I like, can see that for you. And I know that there are different that's spins. A, that's a, a quandary. It is That's hard, but like bread is bread is so almost utilitarian. But pasta is like an experience. Like That's you it. can't. It's not like you can like jam a piece of oh. pasta in your face as you're in your car, right? Where you it's could tough. get like, some toast or whatever. I'm, I'm gonna boil a noodle yeah. real quick and, and dip like, it in quickly, some jam. And no, <laughs> but like a pasta moment is like that's a meal. That's it. It's the difference between a meal and a moment. And and the fact that pasta, by and large, through the ages was made by peasant hands to help keep people full enough with enough carbs to complete mm-hmm. their day of manual labor all the way up to being served at the finest like white linen ridiculous exclusive restaurants it's still pretty much the same thing yeah and there is there's a beauty in that that I didn't understand mm-hmm. at the time but that as as my cooking journey went on that I really fell in love with mm-hmm. that the way that that spans things. And I, I mean, you can make the same alliteration for bread. I'm not, again, I'm not a bread hater. I'm just saying that <laughs> if I had to pick between the two, yeah. pasta has my heart. Okay. And I, that would can be I ask a quick yeah, yeah. clarification? Is there a shape? So it depends uh, on the, it depends uh, on the sauce. Like I, I will freely force admit. to choose like right now. Right yeah. Now. Like right now like you have your, a dish in front of you. Pasta, Good yeah. call. What is it? What is it? Okay. So Ooh. I I will say this. Ooh. I will say that I have been dreaming up a dish in my head that I'm going to make in the next week or two. 
A friend of mine is a hunter, and he got a couple pheasants last season, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up donating them to me because he just doesn't. He just sure. he grills or roasts it, and that's about it. Mm. So I want I want to wait for like when we have one of those weird. It's cold and rainy for a couple days, yeah. right? And I'm going to smoke the pheasant. Yeah. And then I am going to get the you already greatest, smoked the pheasant, right? Yeah. Smoke that smoked. shit, but then I'm gonna <laughs> smoke it. And then uh, it's already. Dead. I have a couple of friends that um, that actually grow really interesting mushrooms, and so I want to go and basically buy the entire harvest of mushrooms. Yeah, fucking right. And I want to do a shallot white wine cream sauce with all the mushrooms and pull the smoked pheasant off and toss it in there. So for that. I'm doing big fat ribbons. Oh, like pepperdell? Right, pepperdell. That's the only thing. Oh, Linguinis. It's pepperdell. not wide enough, and it's a little too thick. I want okay, the big okay. wide noodle so that you can you can get the big chunks of mushrooms, That's and you get up. you get that big piece of meat, and then you just keep twisting until that giant coil is bigger than the mushrooms and the meat. And then you take the whole thing slurp down. Slurp it up. Like yeah. Just slurp it up. And Steph, in my head, this works. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Are we coming works. over? Are Steph, we what's your pasta? What's my pasta? Yeah, right now, what's your pasta? So the family pasta is the farfalle. <laughs> which, which are the bow ties, right? But see, that was the thing is that's my, that's probably. That's the that, family pasta. Like, you know, as kids, yep, yep. right? So you right? can do historically and you can do right now. Like, what's your pasta right Orchetti. now? I'm on the Orchetti train oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah. I love Orchetti. I love a little, yeah. like, little, 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 you know, like. Um, but I, if I'm going to be true, then the truth is, is that I like uh, stuffed. Like I like a ravioli. Yeah, I make, sure. when I'm going to make it, I'm going to make a ravioli. I'm going to make like a, I make a tortellini okay. moment because of the Aphrodite's navel kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I do like a stuffed pasta. Yeah. I mean, there's so many pastas. I will, I will also throw out, I feel like I, I have a favorite shape though. I do. This has, no, right. I couldn't have it in there. Okay. But the radiatore. Like the, oh, is that yellow radiators? radiators? Yeah, is that your, like, classic that's, favorite? That's, my, that's your favorite? That's my... That's if, a sauce grabber, though. If somebody walked over... I know it is, but it, I don't like it with the mushrooms. In, you don't you want have that a, in there? You have Too a much? bunch of, of big sort of right. similar shape I'll things. I'll give you that. But if you showed up at my house with, like, here's a jar of tomato sauce and you have to use it before tomorrow, that's what I would go that's buy. That's what you would go. Because you can get all of that sauce in between all that. And then when yeah. you bite it, it squishes out of the radiator sides. Yeah. Okay, so similarly, my pasta that I love the most right now is my Faldini. Yeah, <gasps> so good. Um, historically, good. Garganelli. I just love Garganelli. It's my favorite. Like, I don't have a lot of like signature dishes, but I like to bake a wheel of really ripe brie or any other soft yes. cheese with a, uh, in the oven with some rosemary and cracked black pepper on mm-hmm. it. And then uh, in the pot with the garganelli, I throw in some fresh spinach for just like a touch of sweet, a uh, touch of freshness. Yep. And then when you drain it in a pot um, or in a bowl, you drizzle over all that boily, yeah. runny cheese, throw in a little parm also, more fresh cracked pepper. That's it. It's like a dump mac and cheese. That's like one of my favorite things. That used to be like my third date dish. If we're going to talk about Buffaldina, I mean, can we shout out uh, Bungalow? Because they always oh hello bungalow club Andrew Kraft yeah like the that, genius of all pastas every single one of his muffledine dishes that I've had has been like jaw dropping I'm going to see the Element Pasta people tomorrow morning ooh, ooh Alex Satan yeah and I yep. hope I hope he's got some muffledine because I want some he's to sort of a savant home. with pasta too yes absolutely that kid is obsessed dope hell yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Super, yeah. So Charles, what what yeah, would you what was your, not, is it is, you is your answer salt? Hard on pasta. <laughs> Salt's easy. I mean, the, the whiskey. Pasta the, whiskey. You know. Wait, so wait, wait. Salt? <laughs> Hold yeah. on. I like, the, I like the idea. So we are salt, whiskey, and pasta. <laughs> Which means horrible. At the, but at the same time, everybody wants to come over to our house for dinner. Literally, like, like, yeah, you walk in the door, you, you're hitting up with me, and then you're going, but you're like, you have to be there. Like, yeah. it's like. It's all in we one need, moment. We need the salt to make the pasta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, yeah. What, is that your... No, I'm sure... No, well, but I'm with you on the salt thing, too, by the way. Can I ask this? Yeah. Are you, like, a Maldon guy? Or, all like, of the it, salt, salts, the Balinese? All of it. All, all of it. it. Like, have little salts. pyramids? I have seven salts in All the salts. Right the red salt, the black salt, the salt, smoked the sal- salt, the pink salt. I got celery. I have smoked Maldon. Nope. Have, yeah, yeah of course. All the salts. Love it. So, for me, there's, like, again, a holy trinity. Fat, heat, salt. Those are the three things that I love the most. So leave out acid. Acid, like others. you don't care. Acid. You don't care about nothing. I don't. I don't really. I mean, acid is like a component, but who, no, who is like I can't have a, I can't have oranges anymore. My doctor said no oranges. Uh, it was the mm. the name of the book in the blog. Yeah. Sorry, mm. in a show. So, the one of the, the one of those things that I have to have in a certain quantity, at least like a minimum level of exception, is it is the salt. Because I can lower the heat if it's doing things to my body. True. And I can have less, and I've had to do this. I've, for 40 years, I thought eating protein, 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 and vegetable was good for me. Mm-hmm. But last year, my doctor was like, hey, bro, calm down on the uh, on the, the cholesterol. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh. But the salt thing, it would be really, and perhaps will be, really difficult for me to not make things. For me, too salty is salty enough. Yeah, me too. Too salty is the salt that I'm looking for. I want it to be just too salty. That's uh, the salt content that I want. And it'll really hurt my feelings if someday I have to do something about that. Yeah, yeah. Because and you're probably gonna, I, probably I hit everything. I hit everything gonna. with mega salt. Um, when I was a senior in high school, I uh, so my drink of choice in high school was tequila. And I was the person who had a lot of limes. Oh. Always. And my graduation party, my friend Karen showed up with a giant shaker, like a giant salt grinder and gave it. (laughs) And my mom was like, what's that about? I'm like, never mind. It's nothing. It's for cooking. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to start cooking. Now. Don't worry about that. I love, I, I do like that. the idea that, that <laughs> yeah. we've basically written your 30 for 30 from high school as tequila and stick shifts. And that's pretty fucking awesome. Like, that's pretty much, you're right. I think yeah. that's, I don't think that, and I, I'm not even going to tell you what my high school nickname was because that, <laughs> that goes beyond. Oh, come on. Now you have to. Now you have to. Come on. It's real problematic. <laughs> Okay, I mean, story, literally, though. literally last last episode, uh, our guest told the epi- told the story of why my nickname in high school was White Helmet because my head was so fucking big that I had to wear a different colored helmet on the football <laughs> field, and they didn't even spray paint it. They okay, just okay. Left give it you the white. tape. Nope, nothing. I just had to go out there All in right. a different colored helmet. So there's a story. Will you, do you, where are you? All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Only because we have a we've um, we finished the Yoichi, so <laughs> so the Nika is gone. So here's the story: was in tenth grade, I was um, I was uh, it was tenth grade history class, and we had a substitute teacher for history, and he said, "I want you guys to stand up and ask the questions. Like when you want to ask a question in this presentation, you have to stand up and ask it." And for some reason, um, when I stood up, and I'm not going to name his name. 
but I do remember the substitute teacher. But he yeah. said he was calling on people, and he'd be like, okay, you know, like, Julie, you, Julie, you stand up. And then, so he's like, over there in the corner. And I stood up, and he's like, stiff. I mean, Steph. Oh. I mean, stiff. <laughs> I mean, Steph. Stiff. My name was Stiffy from then on. And that was, like, the nickname that I was given that was, like, the Stiffster and all that kind of, oh, you man. know. Stiffy's tequila and stick shifts. It's pretty much, that's, that's it. That's fucking great. That's Classic. actually, like, a cake song, I think. Yeah, 100 you know? Right? Classic mix-up. Stiff Just and stuff. A nice, stiff and a nice, I thought it was, I nice know someone named solo. Stiff. That's I know, what? right? You'd be like, you're right. So that was it. Oh, That's before amazing. I forget, I want to say that I'm going to name my next day dog El Dente because he's got just a little bit of a bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I almost forgot to make that. That's amazing. It's, I will tell you, that's amazing. 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 Uh, it's absolutely amazing. 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 Quam, did you think my word was going to be for snickety? I didn't even bring that up. No, I just love when you say it. <laughs> I don't, snickety is an amazing word. I say it's it once every word. like six episodes, but he thinks I say it every episode. I just get excited you when you do it. You two would ever, you guys have, you guys have your own judgments on each 100%, other's percent, yeah. Absolutely. We're like an right? old married couple. Yeah. Yeah. There was a gossamer for a while floating around. <laughs> gossamer. Well, <laughs> yeah. but the gossamer problem for me was that it was a Patton Oswalt joke and we were yeah. just beating it to death. Okay. Uh, written in the sky with gossamer tears. Yeah. And if you say that to any of the guys that were in my wedding, you immediately get laughter and then they won't explain why it's funny. Yeah. But that's that's just how it works. Mm. That's how it goes. Uh, yeah. What is that? Is that, are, are, we, are we at the? Are we at the moment? Is it the, Did I beat my old time or no? Oh, no, no. no. We got one more shot. We still got one more. Oh, we have one more. We got uno mas, okay. as the kids would say. Uno mas. Cheers. Um, we did cheers. put a on that, right? I have yeah. to uh, give a little filsies. No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you have to do yours. Okay. Mm -hmm. Teeing up. All right. Here we go. Teeing up. Belated cheers. Boom. Cheers. Belated chas. Mikeless Nate, do you need a little Mm -hmm. repour? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need I can hand that over to you. Uh, All right. So one of my goals for this year, uh, I wrote this question before I saw uh, Charles's uh, idea, but basically I want to be outdoors on weekends more this year. Uh, my wife and I have an incredible picnic basket that we did not even use last year. We have used it previously, and it is wonderful. So what I thought was my goal is between picnic baskets and... Mm, thanks uh, for adding that missing syllable. Yes, going yes, hiking mm-hmm. and also boats. There's nothing more fun than bringing good things on boats. Is there? And then hanging out. I, I love it. So between all of those things... Uh, what would you, what's your hack for a, a travelable picnic basket, whether it's hanging out in a, a lawn by a river, on a boat, in a park, what, what's sort of what's in that dream basket? So I love a sandwich. Yeah. I love a sandwich. And I feel like if you get like a big old really great sandwich, like a lot of people go like, oh, I'm going to put together Here's the thing. They think, like, I'm going to get some cheeses. I'm going to get some meats. And I'm going to go, and we're going to have, like, we'll put some fruit in there. There'll be grapes. And people mistake the idea that they think it's going to be a charcuterie board on a boat. It's not going to happen. Lunchables. It's not going to happen. Like, it can, but it's less likely to happen. And if you then decide that you can kind of get all those good meats and cheeses and pickly things and jarred and everything in a great sandwich, like, just get a sandwich. Mm. Cut that baby up. Everybody's got a handheld. We kind of, if you need to pick around, I mean, there's gluten-free yeah. issues, clearly, at this. But, like, you kind of can't, like, 
I think on a boat we over romanticize what it could be. And maybe even in, I mean, if a picnic spread is something else. Like if you're going to do a picnic spread, by the way, let's just say that there's boats where you need to have function and picnics where you can go totally form. Like you can do pillows and you can do wine and you can do all these things that are so different. But I'm saying take it whatever direction you want. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. But I, for me, it's like sandwich on the on picnic, the on the boat, on the boat. But for the picnic, I think you go, I think you go Lux, as Lux as you possibly can get. Mm. Like with your blanket, with your really great wine or your really great beverage. And then you get like, that's where you do the spread. That mm. is sort of like, to me, a, I guess with a boat, I almost feel like you have a timeline. I don't know why I think that. Like, I feel like you get sick of being on the water or there's like, the rocking and there's I mean, like there's just so do. many more things to consider on a boat. Someone's got to pee. Someone's got to pee. There's a whole thing for that. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, for the men. <laughs> so that's the thing you Get bring in the water. Picnic like basket. Well, that's true. That's true. But there is something about uh, a spread with blankets and pillows, and the idea that maybe you're gonna like hang out there for an undem, you know, that's what I'm saying, unmarked amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with that kind of a, like, and I hate, I'm not going to say that I hate the boards, but okay, but here's the move if you're doing a picnic, cold fried chicken. Yep. Oh, it's cold fried chicken. Already, they literally yeah. whispered to me fried chicken like yep. three oh, minutes ago. Oh, did you ago. really? You're yeah. already cold entering into my world as well. So we're on the same pattern here. such a hot move. I'm telling you. Hot move. And, I mean, we've, yeah. we've argued I've and got, talked about this. But yeah. the one place, the one place I really got it, and I'm wearing the Nova hat. Is when I was at uh, Momofuku Co. with Splinter, and they did a cold fried chicken dish, and it was fucking incredible. Yes, that's the first time I've really, I really got it. I, was I love like, that. Yup, that's it. I love that. I'm so I have the big Yeti backpack. I got all that Yeti shit, but I got the big Yeti backpack that looks like Boba Fett's jet uh, jetpack because, of course, <laughs> it's the same. It's the Boba Fett patent green. Yep. I'm bringing Bubs. I'm the Bubs yep. boy. That works. That totally works. Yeah. So it, everything else is cool, and you can mix and match, and you can bring whatever you want for the food component. But I want to be on the boat or in the park having a picnic with bubs. I want good bubbles. I think that that brings everything together, no matter what it is. Do you care about your glassware with that? No. Thank you. Not for those. Let's be clear. Not for that environment. Doesn't matter. Not for that environment. No, it doesn't matter. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I don't care all too much anywhere else really the proper glassware uh initiative for me meant a lot when i was getting real serious about beer i wanted everything including cocktails and wine and stuff to be like in the exact right glass now i don't give a shit i'll drink really good champagne out of a mason jar that i love champagne out of a cocktail coupe it's one of my favorite things i drink that is a that is a, a pairing that i love it like, is a- yeah, it's beautiful. My, yeah. my preferred choice of glass is a coupe, but if I'm drinking a lot of bubbles, just give me a wine glass. Yeah. I have nice wine glasses. Pour the champagne right in the wine glass. Uh, especially in, in that arena. We're going to, if we're on a boat, we're using mason jars. Yeah. It's stable. I'm not going to flip it over. I don't care if you're like using solo cups. Like, that's cool. 100%. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, it. with my big, that Yeti bag is considerable yeah. in stature, so I can get, like, Need to four see bottles, bag. four yeah, bottles girl. of bubbles in there, and yeah. then I can still get, I can get like actual glasses in there if I want to do it. But of course, you can use like the little crystal-looking plastic cups as well. Those things are fine. fine. What's the big deal? Don't buy into the, into the 
hype that you need to have a specific glass nope. for it. And especially for bubs, because bubs are celebratory. Facts. And they taste great no matter, great, no matter what, what you're drinking out of, except if you're drinking it straight out of the bottle, because that shit hurts. Yeah, that hurts. But, do right. Don't do that. But yeah, I, I would say that's the rest, you know, it's just a matter of what's the weather, who you with, what are you feeling like, because that can be anything. I love the, the sandwich uh, initiative to make all the components you're looking for be centralized yeah. to a, a thing that you can put in your hand. That's fantastic. I probably don't think about that quite enough, because we do, we go on a... There's a, a water taxi behind my, behind my office. They weren't out last year, but they've been out for years. Like literally right behind my office, the Mississippi River, the mighty Mississippi. There's a company called the Minneapolis Water Taxi. Oh, they're great. And they scoot around on yeah. the water. They and go they have, all through the river. They have like a table in the back of their electric boats, and they go at a slow pace. And you can do a charcuterie spread back there. Truly. You're like covered on all sides. If it gets windy, they can pull down these, almost these like, uh, uh, clear windows, so you don't have to worry about the elements quite as much. Sure, grapes are going to roll around, but I don't bring, I don't put grapes on my charcuterie platter. But if you want, you can. For me, it's not. We don't make a charcuterie board. Yeah, we pull out stuff that's charcuterie adjacent. Yeah. So you know, it can be uh, pimento dip. Totally. It can be like some meats. Yeah. But we don't like organize it in a in a really formal fashion. It's just here's stuff to eat. Chips and crackers yep. and dips and pickles and things like that. Uh, but the food is what you're in the mood for. But I'm going to bring the bubs. I love the bubs, babe. Love it. Well, <clears throat> for me, uh, Steph, you kind of hit it on the head. I've been preaching the idea of take your favorite charcuterie board and make it into a sandwich. My wife and I do that every time we travel. We buy a bottle of wine and we make a charcuterie sandwich and then we take it to a park or somewhere and we drink wine straight out of the bottle and we eat the sandwich. I, again, promise everybody, it's so much easier to eat. It's so much easier to assemble. Uh-huh. You already, you have everything set and you're good to go. That said, the other two things that I wanted to bring up and thank you, uh, Mike, Liss, Nate, and Charles for hitting on the cold fried chicken, but also I will stand for the cold pizza. Ooh, good call. On the boat. If you're taking it out there and you really don't have a ton of space, like I'm fortunate enough that my family has a pontoon. So we'll take the pontoon boat out. Mm. It is a living room on two hot dogs. So you can just go slow as as far as you want. And there's plenty of room. But if Mm. we take out the other boat that we use for like tubing, there's not a ton of room. So I am standing for people instead of pulling out like all the weird bags of all these different snacks just make a pizza the day before yeah. or make a pizza that morning. Let it cool off, cut it up, throw it in bags. There's nothing better than hanging out and crushing a delicious slice of pizza because we've talked about cold pizza is a separate food, but incredibly delicious. Cold fried chicken is a separate food, but incredibly delicious. Incredibly delicious. And you can just hang out and guess what? There's no, there's nothing left after the pizza except whatever you put it in. And for the chicken, all you have left is some bones. Throw that in the bag that that, you brought it in. Yeah. You're good to go. It's all, it's all there for you. Yeah. I'm just blown away. I have done this twice in the last two years. I have brought cold pizza in bags of people like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Dude, you love it. Hour it's bread, it. tomato sauce, and cheese. You love it. Two beers in, everybody's like, hey, let me get a little piece of that pizza. I'm yeah, like, right. I'm sorry. The one you mocked me for bringing. While you guys were just, like, eating adult Lunchables? Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and say this is also legit. Also, we I have might, 
Lunchables, like the the charcuterie boards, are like at every cocktail party we've ever been to like, for the last five years. Yep. So let's do something different. Right. And it doesn't have to be also, folks, just as a reminder, cold pizza doesn't have to be shitty pizza. No. You can make can a great good. pizza and then let it cool off yeah. and cut it into fucking pieces and go for it. It's pretty, like, especially if you go and buy the dough or buy a crust, like, you're set. Set. And then make the thing that you want. Make your dream pizza. Make everyone's dream pizza if you want. Cut it all up, let it or let it cool off. Cut it all up, throw it in a bag. Boom, there you go. Throw it all in a cooler. I'm hoping that somebody out there feels like this is a life hack because I want to see more of that. To me, I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, shit. I think we. I think we hit it, Charles. I think we did. It's good because I gotta pee. I gotta tell you what. Um. Steph, if people want to follow you or find you anywhere, where should uh, they? Well, I'm, I think I'm, God, I think I'm at Stephanie March on Instagram. Yep, Is that what I am? It. I think you are. Uh, but I'm at MSP Meg for certain things. I'm at Weekly Dish. You for know, folks that maybe want to listen online, because I believe yeah. My Talk has an, do you, do you just go to you My can, Talk? Yeah, you know what? Anywhere there's a podcast, you can find the Weekly Dish. Okay. On, and so we're like... Uh, we podcast, you know, every, every show we do, we put up on podcasts. You can find it anytime you want and you can just read also, and a shout out to my weirdly personal, uh, recipe blog or Instagram, which is called what to cook for when. And it is just about the things of like when my kids say, Hey, what was that recipe that you, what was that thing you used to cook? And then I usually put out a little thing. It's just a gaggle of words and recipes. But delicious things it's kind of also it, it's a little bit more insightful things i can't really put into print that you know i want to put into print so that's amazing there's that love it so thank you guys Absolutely. seriously no thank you for being here i love it yeah we we it's been a long time coming so we're very happy that you joined us again uh i'll just say on on my little closing comment here send us more emails yeah send us more emails do it uh, we we uh we really loved receiving messages from you guys after the last call for it we referred to an email we received from a listener in ireland that i told Quam to pull his car over to read because when i read it it drove me to tears and it did the same for him uh it if you email us it doesn't have to be emotional you just tell us you know <laughs> hey stop using the word rad yeah. yeah yep you can say uh i hate the show or you know, I like this particular episode, whatever you want. But yeah, we, we appreciate it. And we read every email. So, yep. And I also want to double down specifically on that email uh, to Jay specifically. Um, I unfortunately was also born with a brain that didn't always tell me the nicest things and, uh, and hasn't always been my biggest supporter. And if anyone out there is, is listening and has that same thing going on, I just want you to know that this is, it's a safe place. Uh, you can talk to us. You can message us privately. Uh, if you want to hit me up directly, I can tell you I'm an open book about my story. And the only reason that I'm there and able to talk about that is because of the love of the people in my life, but also because of doing a lot of work with therapy and microdosing and a lot of other things. And there's not an easy answer to any of this, but... I don't ever want anybody that can hear our voices right now to feel alone. Uh, at the end of the day, we're doing this because we needed connection back in life. And if somebody else feels connected to this world because they get to listen to us, then 
that's probably the greatest compliment that I could have ever gotten. So I just wanted to say thank you very much for that email, and uh, that will stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I want to cheers, Jamie, because yep. I know they're listening. So yep. cheers, Jamie. Hey, thank uh, this one's for you. Thank you for being along for the ride and, and everybody else who's here with us. Yeah, and, and again, don't, don't hesitate. Keep hollering at us. Uh, you, you changed two random dudes in the middle of America's lives from that email. So to everybody out there, please, 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 uh, let us know, even if you're just having fun or if you have a, a serious concern and to Jay, uh, thank you so much for, for that. So cheers. to everyone out there, cheers from the bottom of our heart and Ooh. we'll see you next time.